Welcome to Back of the Rack, Status Check, a video podcast about two best friends talking about anything and everything under the sun. This series serves as a way for us to connect and discuss current games, events, different hobbies, and any questions we have about the greatest game of all time, life. I'm Sandy, and here for me is Ben Dez. How you doing today, man? Uh, well, you know, in Arizona, we're, uh, we're dealing with 110 degree dry heat. So it's fucking hot. Dude. That's actually it's disgusting. So, it's so fucking hot. Like I, I've, I mean, I've lived here for the entirety of my life, and I just feel like I'm just all of a sudden not acclimated. I'm just like, whoa, this is way hotter than I fucking remember. But it's always, it's always been around this, uh, like from like 100 to 105, and sometimes it'll be like 109, 110. Um, Phoenix is hotter. Luckily, we're south of Phoenix. So we're closer to Mexico. Because it's um, like 85 degrees here. And I'm like, yo, it's a heat field. This shit is hot. Like, I'm like, fuck, yeah. no, I'm not getting yeah. out of the house. And you mentioned, you know, coming over in the summer. And That's I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm like, you might not want to, because we won't be able to do much outdoors. We'll fucking fry. Like, we, we, like, we can't do anything at all. So, like, 90, 100-degree days, that's, like, common June-July weather for out there, right? Yeah. If anything, you'd maybe want to come in April. Latest is April. But once it starts hitting May, that shit ramps up. Oof. And you might you might not be able to talk. Like, it's... You can't do anything outside. Like, you cannot. Unless... I mean, people do, but it's just so fucking... You're sweating. I mean, you're by a, uh, a body of water, so you have humidity... You know, and oh, I mean, so it's you're just gonna dry heat. That's, I've never dry. experienced that. Yeah, it's like being in an oven. <laughs> like oh. it's just, it hurts. It kind of hurts sometimes. You're oh. just like, fuck, this shit's hot. Yeah, like it's not, it's, like it's no joke. Because humid so. hot is like, it's different. Humid hot is more like oppressive. I don't know. I've never tried dry heat, so I don't know how it feels. But like humid heat, it could be like 70 degrees, and you'll still be like, damn, it's hot as fuck just because of the humidity of it but i don't know i've never experienced yeah. that it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting to experience hopefully hopefully soon yeah i i prefer yeah i would say that i prefer like the the dry heat because yeah i'm like muggy humid heat like i don't want to put on a brand like a like a whole new fit every time i walk out of the door because i'm just drenched that's why i'm wearing this know. white tee <laughs> when I was like, like lunch, I had to change that shit real quick. I was like, "Oh no, nah, I'm getting pissed." Yeah, oh, I gotta change yeah. that. You definitely don't want to come here during the summer. I mean, if you have to, that's fine. But we're, we're not gonna be doing any outdoor activities. That was gonna be inside somewhere. Fuck yeah. that. I'm an indoor or, nigga. I don't care about. But bugs, they gonna fuck with me out there. I got scorpions and shit. Hell no. Nah. First scorpion I see, I'm gonna freak the fuck out, bro. I'm not gonna be able to like deal with that shit. <laughs> I freak out from, like, spiders and, like, wasps really? still. So, like, I know if I see a scorpion or a tumbleweed, I'm going to be like, ah! Oh, my God! What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, luckily, there's not too many. Like, I feel like I don't see a lot of uh, scorpions, even in my, well, I've been here for pretty much 25 years. Um, I don't see too many. I feel like I've seen three scorpions in my entire life. Hmm. Yeah. And there was always from, like, was, like, from needles. a distance. Uh-oh. No, no, it... It depends, like, on where, what part of town you're living in, and, like, if you're, like, you know, there's houses that kind of have more land around them, and so, like, more creatures live in that land, and so, you know, they might have, like, a scorpion or something in their house, 
but most like more urban or rural or not non-rural areas uh, don't have that many like creatures except for you'll definitely see like maybe javelinas or um, snakes or coyotes those are more prevalent even in like busy industrial sort of areas uh, they just they don't care they'll just be walking around. Just and javelinas yeah and javelinas can be dangerous but um, yeah you just don't fuck with them you just leave them alone that's so uh, interesting. Yeah, Avalanches look like they're like warthogs, but okay, okay. What the fuck? I thought you were talking yeah. about a snake or some shit. No, a javelina is a fucking warthog. It's like oh, it's a, like a, a fucking pig looking. Okay, I thought it's it like was a like a giant... snake, and you were like, oh yeah, it's a javelina or some shit. No, 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 no. It's a snake. No, it's a fucking Not warthog, bro. What the fuck? Hell yeah. no. Nah. The worst we got out yeah. here is like. A raccoon and a stray cat. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe a skunk. We do have no. We do got capybaras out here. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's like the size of a of a capybara. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, it's not it's not anything crazy, but yeah, it'll it'll be cool if you. I guess we could always go to the zoo too. Uh, wait, do they have javelinas in the zoo? No, I don't think they even do. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be my luck. I'm gonna see one as soon as I get out the fucking airport. <laughs> like, the fuck is that shit over there, bro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, oh, well, let's sort of describe why we've started, you know, Status Check. Oh, yeah, this with. is the pilot episode. We should, we should definitely yeah. do that. Yep. So, um, this was, I, uh, this came about because season three sort of had a delay, and we thought about how we could change and engage more people with our, with, like, the normal, you know, Back of the Rack episodes, and I think we felt like that was... I, I think we felt like the beginning, the intro, was sort of s stopping people from actually getting to the good part of the podcast, which was what most people clicked on, because the thumbnail was of the game, and so maybe pick, you know, like people would click on it, and then it would be just two niggas talking about javelinas. Are you and getting married, shit. bro? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, like we're just, yeah. It was like 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes of that, you know, and it took a while for us to get into that. So we decided, like, Instead of limiting ourselves, like, hey, let's do this intro where we just talk about, you know, bullshit. Why don't we just make a whole different, well, I guess, podcast or video cast um, that that we can do monthly and we can catch up on, like, the newer games we're playing, the movies that we've been seeing, any random thoughts. Boater has, like, a whole uh, focus and then, you know, Status Checks has a more free-flowing, like... Oh hey, this back is back to the old you know. days. The old, yeah. if you're OG, then you know that's the best yeah. part of Boater is <laughs> when we sit here and cut this shit. And I think there was people too that enjoyed the beginning, or maybe okay, like my girlfriend. You know, she she liked the podcast, but she liked it more when we were just bullshitting in the beginning. Like that was her favorite part of the podcast when we were just like catching up, talking about personal stuff, talking about. Maybe current stuff, like asking each other gay-ass questions. <laughs> like, that was... <laughs> she dick size, bro. <laughs> How tall are you? Wow, you're this tall? Wow. Wow. So, like... Pick me up. And I think that's sort of where the idea came about, where I was like, hmm, there's probably a good amount of people that maybe will just, like, us talking, just hanging out, you know, versus the you know, like the Boater episode where it's strictly about that game because we have now, in season three, we're introducing a scripted section um, where we just, you know, it's it's far more maybe formal, I guess you could say, but more video essay-ish. 
Yeah, and people like the idea. I've, it's it's grown, and it, it's this is very awkward as we try to figure this out because, for full uh, transparency, it's been like essentially a year since we've recorded an actual episode, which is crazy oh, to wow. think about. But yeah, like, for us, yeah, for us, crazy. But like, it's it's kind of crazy. But I like the idea of status checks because I do play a lot of games outside of Boater on top of just life. And a lot of the times, back at the rack, we do get sidetracked, as you'll see with No More Heroes last episode. We we just talk for like 15 minutes at the end about Mass Effect and Alpha Protocol, which we are not going to play this season. And, it, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how to cut it out. So I'm like, OK, that's a good right. conversation, but I can't just cut yeah. it out because it's not about the game. So this is a good time for us to just expunge because when we sit here, we, we 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 text chat, of course, all the time. We're te- texting each other all the time. Almost every day. Yeah, it's... literally. But <laughs> we don't really like video or like voice chat all the time. So this is really just us like having like a monthly like powwow of just, hey, man, how are you doing? Yeah. How's life? How are you doing? Because it's different from text to conversation and video and all that stuff. And then obviously, you know, we still have our Sandy Selects, which is, you know, more geared towards um, what Sandy is playing and has has thoughts on. And then I'm going to be doing um, a Bendez Ponders, which is, I mean, similarly uh, to what what Sandy's doing. (laughs) I was like, what's this thinking name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Similarly. Dude, I was thinking about when we see each other in person, I'm like, am am I going to call you Nolan? Yeah, bro, please call me Nolan, bro, please. (laughs) Because I was just, I'm so, it's so weird because you're, you are like Sandy. Like, that's just how. That's true. You know, and it doesn't, it's not like I'm calling you like, um, oh. X Master 36. Yeah. Like, it's not some Xbox Live, like, fucking name. If I told you my real name was Sandy, you would probably believe it. That's. Yeah. It feels like perfectly normal. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe, I feel like Ben Dez or Ben Dezer feels like. But that is your actual name. So it kind (laughs) of. Your name in, is in some... Ben Desert. <laughs> first and last name. Your first name is Ben. Last name Desert. <laughs> that is your name. Uh, it'll be funny. Like your friends will be like, "Why is he calling you Sandy?" <laughs> no, nah, no, like, there is people. I mean, because my rap name was my middle name and my last name. So there's people that know me just as Chris, and mm. they'll like still to this day they'll walk up and be like, "Yo, Chris, how you doing? How you been?" And I'll be like. You don't really know me. Yeah. Like, it's like a filter where it kind of switches up. Yeah, so please call me Nolan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or I'll call you Old Man Wicker. I like that. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Old Man Wicker, yeah. Look at this merry grandpa-ass nigga over here. Old-ass man. So, speaking of age, let's get into this real quick. So, age, dude. I'm about to be... I'm about to be 32, right? That's not so bad. uh, In October, and I've been thinking a lot about how much time I've spent playing games. And I've been thinking about, like, the t- the types of games that I've liked and how... This is the first generation where I think people my age will still be into games. Like, the previous generation, the majority of 30-year-olds weren't really into games. Like, not to this level. Because gaming has gotten so much, you know... Has gotten so popular. So this is like the first uh, time there'll be like a huge, a large amount of That's true. 30 year olds being fathers to, you know, uh, or I guess being gamer fathers and all this. And so we're just thinking about 
I'm like, damn, so much time spent playing games and, you know, not like it was cute when I was like 23 and, you know, someone could walk in and I'm playing. Yeah. And you had shit to do. Um, and I'm playing Persona 5. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I don't have shit to do. But now I'm just like this appetite for like more like I want games more catered to like a 30 year old. <laughs> You know what I mean? Go play grand strategy games in real time. Like, <laughs> like nigga, Civilization like, Five, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? It's like thir- games for thirty year olds. What? Because like, okay, but what, like, are you tax so, simulator. So, so think of you know Persona Five, right? Who is that geared towards? Primarily, I don't want to like discredit Persona Five or Persona Four. You know, they're obviously like there's themes in those games. I think everybody can relate to, but on the on the outset, right? Like on the on the surface, those yeah. are games for for teenagers. That's like a for game people. for a demographic of fourteen to twenty one specifically. Yeah. Those are the people yeah. that fuck with that game the most. Like you, whatever Persona game you play at that age period, that's the Persona game that's your favorite. And then everything mm-hmm. else is just I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, and this also happened with um with like the spite like uh, the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. Um, oh yes, because now it's the Andrew Garfield movies that everybody's nostalgic for now. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, like Tom Holland, the way he portrays Spider Man is like you know more as a teenager, like you know he's making mistakes and all this. And as a thirty year old watching that, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? You should have learned. But maybe if I was what 16. ten years younger. Or something, I'd be like, fuck yeah, he's the best Spider-Man ever because X, Y, Z. But, like... That's so mean, I don't know. Bro. Yeah, so, like, it, it kind of gets into this weird, like, how how age sort of dictates what you can relate to to some degree. Um, and I think that varies from person to person. Some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm 54, and I fucking love, uh, you know, <laughs> you from, from Persona 4. Like, that's me, you know, or, like, yeah. you know, or Sasuke. Like, yeah, there's just, like, a... It's, it's, a different type of person. It is kind of. It is kind of. It is kind of daunting, especially because like, we, there's a five year age gap. So he's 32. I'm 26, and um, it's kind of weird because at my age group, I'm like the first person in all of my friends to get married, and first people in my friends group they have a house. Like I have kind of sort of, and I've been trying to explain this to like my sisters and everything, and like everybody else around me because they're like why aren't you like going to parties and why don't you like doing all this stuff and i'm like because i was doing that from 16 to 21 i don't have to do that no more i got a job i got a career i got a house yeah i had a dog <laughs> i like i have a wife i'm i'm, I'm chilling like there's nothing yeah. else for me to do like this collection is like my childhood of like what the fuck did i miss as a child and yeah it makes me feel kind of awkward because like I don't have any like manly hobbies. Like I'm not out. <laughs> like I don't. Like I'm starting to work out, but I don't have. I'm not like disciplined mm. yet in it. And yeah, I mean, you do. You, I feel like one of the most manly things you could do is buy a house, get married. That's true. And and that's that, that right there makes that you a man. True. No, but I, I mean, say. like when other people are like, yeah, bro, I do CrossFit and I fucking. I go hunting and I fuck with the dogs and shit. Like the other day, okay. So for example, my roommate she had a party for her birthday, and everybody was sitting there talking. And of course, any dude that comes in the house that's like it's their first time coming to a party, I'm like, hold on, follow me, <laughs> and I bring them upstairs to the room and be like, with all the neon lights and shit. And I'm like, look at it. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? All right, cool. Come on, let's go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like friends will come over and they'll be like, hey. And like I'm the guy in the room just like on this couch. Just like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm playing fucking. Yeah. What's the last game I fucking played? I don't fucking know. Dark Messiah, Might and Magic. Right, right. <laughs> like who the fuck knows what game that is but i don't know i feel like i would because my girl's family she played they all play video games still like yeah. her uncle is like really into warhammer 40k mm-hmm. he's the easiest if you get him for secret santa just buy warhammer 40k stuff and you're good just right. buy some paint buy 40k a couple models and he's good and we always talk about 40k and i know he's like a gamer gamer but he be trying to cap because during the summer, we were playing Street Fighter 4 at the beach house. And they had a bunch of, uh, they had a 360 there with a bunch of games. So I was like, oh shit, Street Fighter oh, yeah. 4, Street Fighter 6 is about to come out. And I'm playing Street Fighter 4. He comes over, grabs the sticks, is doing full combos. I'm like, hold on. This is back to the arcade days. I got to actually play against him. So, I mean, yeah. there's, it's going to come with age. But see, back in the day, gaming was different. Like, once you hit 21, if you were still playing games, they were like, ugh. Go to the yeah. club, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, and I mean, we're both, you know, in in uh, you know, very obviously, you're married, and I'm in a very serious relationship. So our partners are very accepting of our hobbies. But like, there was a time where you, if you were playing games, like your girl probably hated that you did that. Like yeah, it was exactly. a conflict of interest. Like you know, she wants to go do this, and you're like, I want to play games, and it was like, a, or like she never even touched games, didn't even know anything about games, didn't yeah. care to know. But now gaming is like a huge. Of just, it's exploded, especially because it, you know, I mean, honestly, you can, we can think, we can thank a little bit of that explosion uh, to games like Fortnite because they're free to play, giving access to so many, you know, so much more people. Um, because gaming is kind of expensive. It's it's an expensive hobby. Yeah, especially I mean, now because I guess a lot of the kids that grew up like it's more accepting to buy microtransactions and battle passes and all that stuff. Whereas yeah. as a kid. I had to beg my mom to get like a RuneScape membership card, and she thought it was like a scam, some like Nigerian print shit. She was like, "I'm not buying you no RuneScape <laughs> card with my credit card, hell no!" Like yeah. it was really some serious shit. Like I had to really convince my mom for that shit. Whereas now, I remember back when I was working at like GameStop, they would even have kids. But back then, it was like the game, the uh, Grand Theft Auto, and like 2K cards. Okay, yeah. Kids would come in all the time, and be like, "Mom, can you give me the 2K card? Can you give me the 2K card?" And that's just normal now. Like, it's that's just how it is, you know? Because it's easier to hop on real quick, play two or three matches of Fortnite or 2K or Call of Duty or whatever your choice of live service game is, and hop off and be good. Yeah, It, it scratches that same itch. So you still feel like a gamer, but you're not really, like, playing Final Fantasy 16 or, you know what I'm saying, uh, what else big came out? Street Fighter 6 or yeah. Diablo 4. Yeah. Or... Trails of Reverie, whatever yeah, yeah. Legend of Heroes. You're not playing nothing crazy like that. You're just playing whatever is cool. Top five on yeah. Twitch. There's, I think there's more casual players for sure that are still out there that like you know aren't really playing Diablo Four the way Diablo Four players play Diablo Four. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for sure. I'm one of those guys. Like, yeah, like there's people that yeah just play these games casually, but. I think with turning 30, you know, to bring it back to the age thing, I think there's something about being this age and just feeling, 
I guess, too, like, you've already sort of accomplished some things, I think, that are on my mind, you know, and I'm older than you. So, like, you know, you've, like, you've, I mean, you've married your girl, you have bought a house, and I haven't done either of those. So those two <laughs> things are always on my mind. Yeah, you're working like, towards fuck. those goals. And like, you're like, Shit, like I need I, to get this. Yeah, like I feel like I can't fully relax sometimes and enjoy a game because of my age. And I feel like I can't invest in a game like I want to because like I think about these things. I'm like, fuck, okay, I'm this old and I still need to accomplish this and this. And it's just taking really long, you know, but slow and steady sort of wins the race. Do you guys want uh, like, kids? Yeah, we do. How many? This is a real question right here. Uh, I think we've we've talked about two being the uh, the sweet spot. Okay. Yeah, because we don't want an only child to grow up like all fucking Being bitch ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I see. I I agree with you on that. Because while it does seem like yeah, I've accomplished that. Because now that's the next thing on my mind is like okay, kids. Right. Okay, after kids, then what? Because it's like okay, I gotta move into a bigger house. I gotta move out. I gotta. So I'm on the yeah. same wavelength as you on top of the podcast because that kind of takes away a lot of your gaming time and it's like i could be playing this game all day today but instead i'm gonna spend all day strictly record editing and recording xbox live or you know just doing the podcast it's just extraneous shit like that and i feel like do you feel like when you become a dad that you're gonna be like here son play dynasty warriors 3 um yeah, I think at a certain age, I'll probably introduce them to certain games and, like, play play with them, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, I don't know. It, it depends, too, on how much time I'll have, you know? Because if I'm going to have... Let's say I have two kids back-to-back, you know? Or maybe, like, a year or two apart from each other or something. I feel like I'm not going to even have that much time to game on my own, let alone like gaming with my son. I might just be like, "Here, just play this," and then they'll they'll probably like get into other shit and play whatever they want. Yeah. And then who knows what gaming will look like in I ten don't know years. five ten years. If you know, it'll when, even be physical, we might. Yeah. this might be the last of the physical right here. Yeah. So it it could be a whole different like feeling, and it could be. I I think about that often, especially because like. You know, we're talking about these older games so, you know, so much, but there's already, like, a generation and a half that's grown up on Fortnite, and that's going to be, like, their nostalgia, and they're going to be, like, you know... That's true. Like, yeah, so, I don't know. It's kind of weird, and as big as gaming has become, being my age, I think you and I still, to some degree, still feel othered in some way, because, like, we're still not, like, the mainstream gamers, like we're still like the niche, like within the niche games. Yeah. So we're, it's it's weird. I and thought about that a lot too, because my little cousin, she's really into like Undertale, Friday Night Funkin', Five Nights at Freddy's. Like she's really into like that weird like homestuck. I like to call it vibes of like games. Yeah. Deltarune, Everhood, all that shit. She is like that's me Minecraft. That's me, but. That's yeah. not me. I've tried to play Undertale. I can't get into it. I've tried to play all those games. I just can't get into it. And I don't know how I feel if my um, child is, like, super into insert, yeah, insert whatever the top X game is at the time. And I'm still sitting here, like, I'm playing Suikoden 4 on PlayStation 2. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel awkward about that. Do you ever, like, I mean, 31 is still pretty young. You know, when I'm when I hit 40 or 45 or like 50, I'm, I'm going to be like, when damn, why start looking at you like, OK, now what's up with you? <laughs> yeah, that, that's when I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to like I really do need to appreciate like being this age a lot more. It, it's it's hard. It's harder than I thought it would be. Um, but, you know, when you start hitting 40 and 50, like uh, there's a whole different expectation of you. And there's also a health aspect to it. Like I think about like the hands. <laughs> Bro, I think about like now I'm like, bro, I was playing. What's the last game we just played? Raccoon City, right? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I was playing it, and the day after we finished, we beat the game and we're playing multiplayer. My entire thumb was like, if I did this, I was like, ow, bro. Like, I had yeah. to hold my hand like this for like the whole day. That shit was crazy. Even looking at a TV for long, like, I feel like I could look at a TV all day. Yeah, like, when things flash on the screen, I have to look away now. Like, ah, that's a little (laughs) too bright. I don't know about that one. Yeah, like, my eyes get tired. Like, like, I'm just like, I need to go do something else for, like, two hours because I feel like, like, they just feel strained, you know? So I can't imagine, like... You know, when I'm 40, trying to game for longer than two hours. Yeah, because I did that yesterday. I woke up. I said, you know what? Shout out Goated Quest. I'm playing Silent Hill. And I started... Oh, wait. At... Did he put you on to Yeah. He's going to gonna be playing uh, Silent Hill for the next stream. Oh, oh so shit. I was nice, like, nice. All right, bet. Yeah. So I was like, I'll play it too. I'll play along with you. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll find a good stopping point. And I started at noon. I took a break around like 3 o'clock to eat lunch and like let the dog out. And then I beat it afterwards. And I was like... I don't know if I could do that ever again in my life. Just play a game from wake up to sundown. I don't think I can do that, like, consistently. Like, even after that, I was like, my my legs hurt. I had to literally go downstairs and go work out after I beat the game. I couldn't, like, I was like, I've yeah. been sitting here all day. I have to do something. I have to go outside. It was raining, like, pouring rain. I still was like, I'll go outside. I'll check the mail. Fuck it. I gotta just get up. <laughs> No, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. And usually, like, Sundays, I'll reserve that day for mostly gaming. Like, I won't do anything else. Like, I'll... It's a day where I, like, I, I sort of just allow myself to just fucking play something for six, eight hours straight, you know? Um, but most other days, I'm like, I can only play this for a little bit uh, if, like, just... And usually, like, now, I'm just like, well, maybe the only game I play is the Boater game, you know? Maybe you know, I'm not I've been, gonna trying, have, I've been trying my best to, like, get out of that because I feel that where it's, like, I have my boater game and then I have my off-boater game. Right. And, like, there's certain games, like, what we're all going to talk about later is, like, there's a lot of games that come out that I'm, like, I want to play these. But yeah. I got to play the boater game. and Yeah. I don't know. But the boater game, I do like it because it at least gives me something that I wouldn't necessarily play, like, off of, like, a first glance. And it allows me to play that, and like I kind of have to force—I don't want to say force myself, but like I have to play it. We have to talk about it. So, yeah, it's funny because in a very like uh, meta way, we're gamifying playing a game because we're creating—that's <laughs> true—like an achievement or like a, we're creating goals, deadlines. Yeah, you know, we're you know like oh, I'm gonna play this game to feel like I've accomplished something so that we can talk about it and get like. You know what I mean? It's like this yeah. gamification of the whole thing. Because my favorite so part about Back of the Rack is the research. After we beat the game, and I do the mm-hmm. research for the preparing for the episode, I'm like, oh, 
this happened? Oh, that's interesting. It just, it's a rabbit hole that you just go down. That's so fun to do. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, let's, um, let's get into uh, what, what we've been playing. Um, and we can talk about some of the bigger releases that have come out that I've been sort of dying to talk with you about, honestly. Um, but yeah, what have you been, what have you been playing that's really, that you want to talk about? I've been playing a lot. Listen, it's been a year. <laughs> I can name a lot of games, but <laughs> yeah, you're fucking insane, dude. God uh, damn. Let's just go off the week. Okay. So sure. I decided. Well, let's, after, just, let's just say for the summer, like we've yeah. been playing since summer. Other than the the main Diablo Street Fighter Final Fantasy gauntlet, I yeah. beat Dark Messiah, Might of Magic, and Silent Hill. Those are the two games. Yeah, everything else is kind of like a you know you put it in for a second, play it for like five minutes, and be like, eh, not nah, really <laughs> for that. Yeah, that was yeah. Me with Mafia Three. I heard the first N word, and I was like, all right, let me. I need to come back to this later when I'm prepared. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Dark Messiah is on our list uh, for back of the rack games. I think, mm-hmm. I think I would enjoy going back to that. But if we go back to it, I would definitely play the console version. I want to see if there's a difference between the console version. But it was a really fun game. It has a kick button, get to kick people, and they like yeah. ragdoll out. That shit is so fun. Um, and Silent Hill was the first time I ever played Silent Hill. I'm a Resident Evil kid, so I never really played Silent Hill. And yeah. I might well, like funny, Silent Hill. We're the more. opposite. Yeah, I'm, I might be on your side, bro. I think I like Silent Hill more than I like Resident Evil. I'm not gonna lie. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're uh, to me. I guess over the years I've found that they're just not the same. Like they're trying to. Um, and this could be a result of trying not to copy each other, but they're definitely trying to do different things. Like That's Silent Hill is never trying to be action, be movie material, but Resident Evil for sure is trying to do that. Like, like that's the intention. Yeah. You know? Like I was and surprised then, when they gave me a shotgun. I was like, oh, we're going there. I didn't yeah. think they were going to give me that in Silent Hill. I thought it was going to be all crowbars and pipes. Yeah. No, it's it's a very very good series and a very like. It's a series that really gets in your head, I want to say. Like, it's it's one that really sucks you in because you're like, what the? This war-? And the music is also just like, it's, it's it just really can't. good. It's, it's incredible. incredible. Mm-hmm. You owe me a soda. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I, I feel like that, God, I haven't played sound, the first Silent Hill. God, and f- that was the first, si- no, the first Silent Hill was the second Silent Hill that I played. Silent Hill 2 was the first one. And then I went back to Silent Hill. And then... That's a very common like thing for a lot of people. Like Everybody like that I know, at least, has played Silent Hill 2 or 3 mm-hmm. and not the first one. Which is very weird to me. It's like playing Resident Evil 2 and not 1. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the same thing where like the second one improved on so many mechanics and really sharpened its design and was on a more popular console, you know. Oh, yeah, because so that was straight was... to PlayStation 2, right? Yeah, Silent Hill 2 yeah, was yeah. only on... Yeah. So, like, yeah, more people played it, and it was, you know, like, word of mouth. Uh, Silent Hill, the first one, I just think was... There was a different appetite for that kind of stuff. Definitely a little bit clunkier from what I remember. It was and pretty then, chill to me. Uh, only thing that was awkward was... Uh, when, like, in the beginning, trying to figure out the timing, when the dogs would, like, pounce at you, trying to hit them with the pipe, I never got that down because i didn't want to waste ammo because i was thinking this is like resident evil 
little did yeah. I know they were going to give you a thousand bullets or some shit. But yeah, oh was, yeah, no, it was enjoyable. It was very enjoyable. I got the bad ending, unfortunately, which <laughs> I, I mean, honestly like. I feel like most people do, honestly. I yeah. feel like that's a very easy ending to get, and yeah, it's yeah because they don't fine. tell you that you're supposed to throw go to your inventory throw the liquid on the girl to like stop her from becoming a zombie then you're supposed to go to this whole separate section of the map that nobody fucking because the rest of the map isn't like oh as open as like right. a resident evil or anything like that where you can go to a side room that has nothing to do with where you're going but it'll have like some trinkets or some upgrades and stuff like that silent hill you just like the only place i really went into was the police station and everywhere else I tried, it didn't really work. So I didn't know I was supposed to go to this whole separate section, have a whole separate adventure, and then come back and do the rest of the shit to get the good ending. But I like the bad ending. Him just being dead in the car at the end. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's like, yeah, that's what I expected when I started the game and he was knocked out in the car. I was like, oh, he's dead. That's my <laughs> That was my theory initially. As soon as it started up, I was like, oh, he's dead. This is purgatory. Okay, cool. I know the gist. Yeah, the the I think the first game has a really good it has a really good setup for what else is to come. So it's good that you played that one first. I don't know if you'll ever get to because I mean Silent Hill two. It's like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's expensive. Silent Hill three just just as expensive. Um, and then there's Silent Hill four, which is in some way the more. Is that the one with the girl with the blonde hair that they made the movie after, or is that three? No, that's three. Okay. Silent Hill 4, The Room, is actually directed by the music composer, um, Akira Yamoka. Yeah. And it's very, it's scary as fuck, but it also feels like when the series starts to really uh, change gears a little bit um, and try some different things. Because there's Downpour. I do remember playing a little bit of Downpour. Is that the Wii one? No, uh, you're thinking of uh, Shattered... Shattered Dimension? Dream, no, Shattered Dreams. Shattered Dreams. Yeah. I know there was one on Wii. Shattered I do Dreams. remember playing that one. I rented that one. And yeah, that the one, motion controls, I immediately was like, Mom, we got to go back. Nah. Yeah, that's actually, a, that's actually a reimagining of the first game. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, you, yeah, you should play that one just to see the comparison. Dare I so say it's, like it's a... It's a boater. <laughs> no. <laughs> In the Silent Hill series, well, I guess there was a couple that could be boater, but... The one that was probably the most ill-received that I remember was a Silent Hill Diablo crossover type game. <laughs> Not a crossover, but it was a Vita game called Silent Hill Book of Memories. And it was a, is, it's a, it's basically Diablo, but Silent Hill. I gotta write like this it's, down for later purposes. It's, it's, a, it's like an ARPG, top-down, bird's-eye view kind of look, you know, like, like Diablo. Isometric. In some sense. On the and Vita? On the Vita. Book of Memories. How, how do you feel about the Vita? Let's just break this down, bro. Because I've been low-key thinking about this a lot. When it comes yeah. to, the, like, just back of the rack in general. Because okay. on our list right now, we don't have any portable titles. Like, no, no well, GTA, no PSP, no nothing. Yeah, those are kind of hard, though. You know, I think we also choose based on accessibility. And, like, those... Are, like I mean, I have a PSP where I can you know emulate stuff, and that's where we were playing one of our uh, rejected titles, which was Persona. 
the first the, one. The first Persona, yeah. I was playing it on my PSP, but um, it's kind of hard. Like, there's games on there that, like, how are you going to play them? How, like, I don't know. And then not, yeah. I feel like it's also a more niche audience. It even yeah, gets nobody's more gonna niche. look like, oh man, they're talking about Summon Knight Swordcraft story. Oh, I love yeah. that. Nah, nobody's gonna yeah. do that. I mean, yeah. we I don't know, like it's just maybe it, maybe if we get big enough, we'll hire some other dude to do like back of the rack mobile hey, or y'all two, handheld y'all mobiles. <laughs> yeah. We'll have like a whole like, okay, this is both uh, this is back of the rack handheld, back of the rack mobile, back of the rack MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nah, um, and then yeah, I just thought about that just because I, 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 I've never had a Vita. And I had like a prime oh, opportunity great. to get a Vita, but I just, I was like, nah, I'm not going to get this shit back at GameStop. Because there was like four or five people consistently that would come in that I, that I knew were collectors. Like they were like, oh, do you have this game coming in? And I'd be like, what, bro? On Vita? Fuck no, we don't have this shit coming in. And he'd be like, can you order it for me? I'll come in, I'll pick it up. They would come in once a month. Get like every Vita game that released and be like, all right, thank you, bro, and leave. Oh shit! Okay. You like, and I never really. I would play with the Vita at like work and be like, this is interesting. <laughs> when you had to reset yeah. them and shit, but mm-hmm. I never was like, I gotta pick this up. New 3DSi. I'll go get that or something. I'm not getting <laughs> this shit. But it seems like an interesting console. Now that you mention it, because I didn't know that there was a Silent Hill Diablo S Vita game that. Yeah. That's probably like what the last Silent Hill that released. Sadly, yeah, I think so. See, yeah. that's crazy. That's a lot of. And then now we had that then Konami Direct or whatever that showed a bunch of Silent Hill games <laughs> that are going to be slated to come out. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully they come out pretty good. Because if they're anything like the first game, mm-hmm. from what I've played, I have high hopes. I don't know how the rest of the series panned out, but at least from what I've played. Yeah, I feel like if you liked the first one, you'll like the two and three, and then you'll probably. I feel like you would like four. Four is a little different. Four is well. I'll just explain one part to you. The there's like a hub world sort of. Huh. It's not a hub world. It's it's the dude's apartment. It's called the room for a reason because like it, you're in his room and he's stuck in his room, and like there's a hole in his bathroom that you is sort of your like. You know, your transit to Sensor that, Crash Bandicoot, which level yeah. are you going to? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, you don't get to choose, but it, it, like, that's your. So every time you go in there, you're transported to a version of Silent Hill. It's also the first one that takes you away from the actual town that we see as Silent Hill, as Silent Hill in one, two, and three. So in four, instead of going to like that town, that Silent Hill, you know, you go to different weird, like, these other areas that aren't like exactly in the town of Silent Hill, like it's a, it's his own version of Silent Hill. This is where you start to get away from the idea that Silent Hill is the, as this a town place is, and more. Okay, yeah, and and they start to more embrace that Silent Hill is like a psychological space for you know traumatic events and all this, and and so you start to see that a little bit more in um, Four and Homecoming and in Downpour for sure. Huh, but I'm really interested all, I, in this in this series. It's really cool. I'm really fucking with it. Only thing I know is of, Silent Hill three because of the movie. That's the only thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and the first Silent Hill movie is actually really good. Uh, it has like shot for shot some of those same shots that you've seen in oh, Silent shit. Hill one. That's actually you know that cool. the first scene where you're walking in 
in town and like you go down that alleyway and the oh, and then that fucking like, like top down. Yeah, it's like wobbly and shit. Like, yeah, do that. It's, I need to rewatch the movie so I can see that and you, be like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, uh, the yeah, the second movie sucks ass. Don't. I mean, that one is <laughs> don't watch it. That one's fun on a weird level, but it's the first movie actually like takes a lot of visual cues from the game, um, but does its own thing with the story. But it's actually pretty. I like that movie a lot. It's very nostalgic. That movie. I used to That's watch it a cool. lot, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite series, Silent Hill. So you getting into it is pretty exciting. It's too bad it's not back yeah. of the rack enough. Yeah, too bad it's <laughs> not a uh, cheap. <laughs> although, although I think the the least liked is so aside from Silent Hill Downpour or uh, not Downpour, uh, Silent Hill Book of Memories on the Vita, the the most bolder one second to that would probably be Silent Hill Downpour, which is on the PS3. That would probably be like a good, like the worst received. You know, you know how we do like, yeah, the, like the yeah. if it's part of a big series, we do like the ones that are like the fucked up ones. Yeah, the fucked up ones. And you know what? I I almost want to say that Homecoming is more of the of a, is more bolder because D- Downpour is obviously the most hated, and but it doesn't mean it's necessarily like the worst one. I don't want to say the right, worst yeah, one, but like the worst received one. Yeah, I think Homecoming is the one that's forgotten about the most. So that one fits, I feel like, in some sense, our whole boater MO. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'd have to, like, you know, in, in season 10. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have to be strategic now with, like, the games that we play. I feel like it'd be wise to be like, oh, let's release Silent this review when Silent Hill 2 Remake comes out to get yeah. more of that SEO, to Listen, get more of the algorithm. We kind of got lucky. We're, we're kind of getting lucky with No More Heroes because they just announced the new No More Heroes game, which is based on a villain from Travis Strikes Again. Oh, really? Yeah, it's based on the first villain from Travis Strikes Again. And then... They kind of showed off another game at the end, and they were like, "Dude, what the fuck? This is this is this is the new game." And they blurred out a lot of shit, but I think that might be like a new No More Heroes game, like unrelated mm. to the the villain. I think that might be like No More Heroes three point five or No More Heroes four or whatever. Because from where No More Heroes set up, I know exactly where. It, well, we, it tells you where it's going to go for No More Heroes four, but. Yeah. I think from what I saw from the inventory and the pause screen that that was probably No More Heroes 4. Mm. So you think, is there like, I haven't seen any buzz around, like, is there... It's because it's Grasshopper. Like, it's not until they say, hey, No More Heroes. People are just going to be like, that's just that, Suda and them being fucking weird, bro. Yeah, that fucking uh, direct that you showed, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Me too. I was like, I don't know what that edition is. I had to read an article to figure out what the fuck I just looked at because I didn't know what it was. It almost reads as like, okay, like at face value, it's basically a, a direct of the developer, Grasshopper Manufacturer. And it's a guy and a woman. And the woman is dressed as a character. She's from, just a bad girl. Yeah, bad girl, right? She's dressed as her, but she's a bad She's she's a bad actor. Horrible. And so is he. And I'm like, is that intentional? That they're I think it might cringy? be intentional that like, they're that just they're, being that. Like I it's like so like ugh. But at the same time, you could read it as like they're trying to act it out like you know seriously, but they're also just bad. You know. Yeah. So you could read it in so many ways. I was like, and I it just wasn't don't really understand. even like a direct of like what they're making. It was just like, hey, we're selling a bunch of art. And like, oh, yeah. uh, like I know like. 
on um I forgot his name. It's going escaping me right now. But the main character designer for No More Heroes, he has a website up now where he's selling oh, for right. like four hundred dollars, like concept art and like sketches and shit like that from No More Heroes. All of the No More Heroes. It's kind of weird. Some of them are yeah. like, I'm like, I'm not paying four hundred dollars for. Like, it's literally, like, the circle with the cross in the middle. Like, it's not even finished. It's like, nah, bro, come on. Finish that Travis sketch. <laughs> yeah, paint it up, yeah. Um, speaking of favorite franchises of all time, how do you feel about all these games, man? How do you feel about Street Fighter First? Let's start there. Because that's the one you've played the least. <laughs> Wait, no. I actually have, like, 30, 40 hours in Street Fighter. Oh, shit, bro. Yeah. Even playing yeah. World War, bro? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. My so fault. um, yeah. So okay. So what I've been playing aside from these big three, uh, so what? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. No, I guess that's kind of it. I don't think I've been playing anything <laughs> aside from these three. Well, there's a game called um, Record of Record of Lados War Wonder Labyrinth that I've been playing, and it's a sort of a Castlevania esque game. It's a just two D side scroller, you know pixelated, you know, cool animation. Um, I've been playing that because it's just like, I just want something simple sometimes, you know? Yeah, sometimes you can just turn your brain off and just fucking go. But it's not a Dynasty Warriors game. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Which I feel like I haven't played a Warriors game in forever. But um, yeah, so I've been playing that and that's actually pretty fun. I think I've almost beat it, but the last boss is like super annoying and hard and I'm just like, I think I might be good. So I deleted it. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think I, I think I've got my like, you know, fair share of of uh, of, of what this game it. is trying to get out. Yeah. I, I think I bought it for like it was on sale, so it was like twelve ninety nine or something like that. But it was it was fun. Uh but I don't know why that, I thought yeah. you were talking about record of Agoris War. Oh no. Yeah, but I had a I had a thing about that. I'm like, yeah, Lodos is a whole different series. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was it like is, a strategy. It's a ninety series. Yeah. Um, I did, you know what, I did, I will mention that I did download Spider-Man uh, and Miles Morales, because I want I need to play those, those are like on my next to play, I, yeah, I'm oh, you're trying to play, to play them before Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man, yeah, especially the PS5 version of uh, Spider-Man, um, I want to play that, I downloaded them, so I think I might jump into those, but let's, I'll talk about, I'll talk more about that, because it kind of ties into Final Fantasy 16 in some way. Um, but firstly, so Street Fighter that came out a little bit earlier, and that was a yeah that, that came out the same day as Diablo, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Did. I can't say that I was super excited for it. I don't typically buy fighting games like brand new. That's not something that I do. I yeah, like you fighting wait games. for the Ultra Street Fighter Six to come out. Yeah, then you buy it. Yeah, and even then, like I never pay full price. I always wait for it to go on a sale. You know, um, yeah. I've owned almost most of like the three D Street Fighter games. So that means like not the 2D sprite ones. I've he owned. said Street Fighter EX2 on PlayStation 2. I got it right here. <laughs> I have that one by accident. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5. I've I've played all those just not super extensively, and I'm not I'm not like really good at those games. But um, Street Fighter 6, I like this this idea that they're like, look, we need to put more in these games, which is something that I've always been like frustrated with. I'm like, nigga. Why are you guys just... Why is this bare-bones package of just arcade mode and versus training and online? I'm like, come on. Like, 
get, I, I know there's people that don't care about like anything else in their fighting games, but we're in a new age now. Like you can't expect ju- like that's like if I'm trying to think of a good example where another genre might sell you like this bare bones like oh you, you like Call of Duty a lot. Rhythm games do that a lot where it's like yeah. it's just you just press start and you just got just the songs, which granted isn't bad, but sometimes right. you know I want a story mode. Like, there was one DDR, I can't remember off the top of my head, I think it was on Xbox or PlayStation 2, but it had an entire, like, Mario Party-esque open world where you would, like, roll dice and, like, land on spots and you would battle other people to try to, like, boost your dancer score and, like, get the ranks. I thought that was really cool. That's the most I've ever played DDR, and every other rhythm game is ass. No, yeah, actually, that reminds me. I need to send you a picture real quick here. So, me and Elise went to a arcade here in town, and there was a machine uh, that made me think of you. Let me send this picture in Discord. He's about to show me the fucking poppin' music. Are you about to show me poppin' music? Is that what no. this shit is? No, I don't even know what this is. I don't, is this, like... Is it a cube, or is it circular? Can you, do you see it? And, and we'll show this on the screen for the, uh actual episode oh uh, ah you're playing uh beat mania is yeah. that what it is yeah beat mania uh, that's one of the things that i need to get speaking of that that's what i need yeah. to spend my next time spending money on games <laughs> I, I have it i have like three of them on playstation 2 but i just don't mm-hmm. have the controller it's like the precursor to dj hero to where it's keyboard here tap your yeah. shit and then you scratch on this side it's really fucking cool very intuitive it's really cool and the music's pretty good too it's not all techno and all that bullshit it uh yeah it like it made me think of you immediately and obviously if when you come to to arizona or to tucson um i'll you know we can go there it's just like a giant arcade two stories there's oh, that's like a perfect. bar there's a, a bowling arena it's like it's crazy man that's pretty cool um, it's called round one but anyway so uh I feel like Street Fighter just needed more, and you know, I remember playing in Street Fighter Five like the um, it's kind of like a survival mode essentially. Like you just pick a character and you just like go as far as you can, and then like based on how well you did on each round, they give you points in which you can purchase uh, health items or things like that to keep going. Yeah, um, which I-, I liked. I'm like, okay, cool. This is fun. There's some more, something different. Yeah, exactly. And Injustice Two, I think, really, I was like, yes. This is what I want in a fight, like a fighting game, like give a little bit more incentive to gear. play. Yeah, give me, <laughs> yeah. Give me gear is always necessary, but it was like incentive to keep playing. It changed the look of your character. You could put more points, more like upgrades into a specific move that you liked a lot. Like you could really change a lot of stuff, and it made it like you know I put over, I don't know, a hundred hours maybe into that game since it's come out to now. Just oh, like yeah. not all, not all at once, but I'll go back to it. You know. Yeah, it's still, um, a, it's, it's still a fun little game to play from here and there. Yeah, and I was never really into, like, the Mortal Kombat uh, combat. Like, the style is always a little, like, weird to me. It's a little slower. They look... It, Gross. It doesn't look as cool for some reason. Yeah. But, um, I like the story of Mortal Kombat more than I like the gameplay of Mortal Kombat. Like, I literally <laughs> right, strictly right. only play it, like, as a single-player game. I play the story mode, and I go, that's it. Back on the show. That's shelf. it, right. Yeah, but that's cool that they include that. And Street Fighter V didn't even have a story mode. They added that later on. So I think they learned that... In order for these games to have a bit of stickiness to them and to land with a bigger demographic, you um, gotta put all that shit in there. 
Yeah, and they did it brilliantly in Street Fighter Six, where they separated it into three modes. So like old heads like aren't be like, oh, I gotta go play the fucking story mode to get this. Like no, you could just jump straight into online play, start fucking niggas up, like not a problem. Or you can jump into World Tour, not even ever fucking touch. Uh, Put like what is it called? sixty Battle hours Hub? into that, yeah. Because the yeah, Battle Hub just, is, like, the true, like, are you an old head? Do you want to just sit in a cabinet and fight the same dude for 30 rounds? <laughs> yeah, and that's all you Got want. It. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because they have, like, there's so much content in this game, which makes it so cool for me. Like, I played Captain Commando in Street that's Fighter right, yeah. Six or, like, Super Puzzle Fighter, Street Fighter 2. Like, they have old games in Street Fighter, which I wish they had matchmaking or, like, online co-op for. Oh, but right. they don't, which cool. is kind of yeah. ugly. But I understand why, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's like uh it's a celebration of the series. They have all this shit in there. Uh it, it appeals to all fans. Like you can't like this a lot of games like will try to please everybody and fail at all of it, you know? Yes. Like oh, we're trying to please the, the online multiplayer. We want the story mode. We want, you know, the you know. But Capcom somehow was like here's a whole fucking story mode, like open world yakuza style. Uh, with gear, and you can ch- create your own character, and blah blah blah. blah you know, there's progression. There's relationships and dates yeah, and, and then, story events yeah. you can do with your favorite streets fighter. And and you can argue that some of it is a little like ham fisted and not implemented well, and could have used a bit more, um, you know, polish. But the fact that it's still all there, and then they have a clean ass arcade mode that also has like a really good. Uh, training mode, uh, you can learn a character, like, it's, Combo it's like a, fl- it feels like the ultimate edition of Street Fighter 6, like, I've been if there was one. So much, it's like, every time they release some new information, I was like, this is the one, guys, and surprisingly, the Discord, they've been playing it more than me, that's, really? yeah, like, everybody was like, nah, we're not gonna play it, we're only gonna play it for two weeks, and you're gonna fucking be playing whatever <laughs> else, and I was like, nah, bro, listen, this is the one, we're all gonna be playing this, I went to a local fighting game, uh, event to play oh, Street did? Fighter Six. Yeah, uh, last week. Yeah, I went to. I went. I got fourth. Oh wow, you're good. Out of nine people. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, don't don't get it twisted. I'm not. Yeah. That <laughs> but it, 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 it it's nice. Like the competition's nice. The game is nice because the controls aren't like. They're not as archaic as it was before trying to explain it to people. Like, okay, this is your light. Then you got to go light heavy into sure you can, Like, you don't have to explain all that to people. Now they can just push triangle. That's so yeah, cool. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's like, I mean, yeah, they, they added the the more accessible controls like you're talking about. And it's just like a whole, it's. I love it. Like when I stood, when I stood back, because I was pretty critical at the world tour mode at first. And I was like, what the, the fucking graphics? What the fuck is going on Yeah, here? like, yeah. this is kind of ass when you think about it from just, like, if you just got World Tour as right, its own yeah. game, you would be mm-hmm. like, this shit is ass. Why, why I'm like, would what you better f- drop this? Yeah, it doesn't make any, I'm like, this is uh, fucking horrible, you know, but, like, if you step back, I'm like, no, this is actually a really great, pe- like, a product. Like, it really, apply, uh, you cover all your bases, um, and I hope that moving forward, they can polish some things up, but, like, just the core gameplay itself, um, you know, not just excluding the uh, like the battles that you have in World Tour. Just the you know straight, plain arcade mode or um, or I guess battle hub modes. They're so polished and like clean that you can tell that they took their time with that. 
And it's just like a really good. I'm just like, yeah. this is fucking fantastic. This it's is good. Just, I, the sixty bucks, package. well spent. Yeah, exactly. It's a good package, and it, it set the precedent because with every DLC character, they're going to add them to World Tour with their own little quest line and stuff. So, oh shit, they are. Yeah, yeah. Like Rashid, oh, they've fuck. already showed that like he's going to be in the new area in this particular area. That's going to add a little bit extra stuff and some post game content and stuff. So it, it's cool because if yeah. you. At Street Fighter started five started with like what eighteen characters and ended with fifty eight. So there's a lot of content that's there for the future. Yeah, there's that could be there's a there. lot of characters. Uh, the new characters are great. I like. Um, well, I already forgot her name. The UFC fighter with the gladiator fucking. Yes, team. let's go. What's her I name? knew you was my nigga. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, Why? that's yeah, my main. Oh yeah, she's good. I, I love like her. her. I love her move set. Everything yeah. about her just screams like me. I love it, bro. <laughs> she's so cold. Yeah, I've been playing as obviously you know. Cammy's been my main for a while. Uh, Ryu's fucking good. Um, everybody, it's just fun. I'm like, wow, this is like a complete. And then it looks good. It's a really good looking game. Uh, <laughs> without thinking about World Tour as a or whole, the music. But, like, I don't really yeah. like the music oh, the- on this shit, bro. The music is so ass, bro. Uh, I've been like, doing like this the- for years. This part where this fucking... I think it's... Ass, bro. In World Tour, when you're selecting, like, which uh, country That's the only song to. I fuck with in the entire game, is the World Tour. When it first came out, I was like, oh, okay, Nicole. I've been doing this for years. That's all the part I remember. I was like, okay, they cranking over here. Okay, they doing their thing. And then you get to the actual... I think it's just because playing Marissa... For so much, like I finally hit platinum with Marissa, and oh shit, okay, hearing her fucking Home Depot sounding ass theme every other match is so degrading, bro. I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit, like, yeah, ever again. It makes me think about Street Street Fighter Three. I mean, Third Strike specifically. It just okay. has much better music. Well, even Street Fighter Four after replaying that, it just don't hit for for <laughs> Street Fighter Six. I'm gonna keep it real. There's a the re the one song that really caught my eye that I was like oh this is cool is the one from when I think it's the state I don't know if it's Ryu's like actual song but it's from the Jap the Japanese stage oh yeah it's like uh yeah there's a song on that that I'm like that sounds pretty badass like it's just like a trap um Japanese style uh piece but yeah I would like good. if they went between like because I kind of felt the motif a little bit to where like the newer um cast had like the hip-hop style and the older cast had like a more electronic style to them yeah and i thought that was cool but then you hear everything else surrounding it and you're like ah because like rashid's <laughs> theme is ass i hate that shit like they just oh, released okay. like his theme on twitter and i listened to it yeah. i was like street yeah. fighter 5's theme just it, it, it throws this shit out the water like this it's not blessing but i mean i don't really listen to street fighter like any sound when I play Street Fighter, so it doesn't really matter. I'm supposed to be playing like RX Poppy or some shit in the background. Yeah, World Tour has a good like ambient music, um, ambient music when you're just like running around. Like the a Metro City theme is like that. That's a, it's, it's funny because yeah, it, it is, <laughs> and and at night too. Like those, yeah. there was something like I don't. There's something about it that felt very back of the rack to me. I was like, these. This sounds like something that we would listen to, or that we would be like, this is a good song, but it's like in an older game. But obviously, this is a newer game yeah. with similar sounding tracks, and I'm just like, huh, 
It's interesting. Like if it, it felt very nostalgic. It felt like a like a PS2 or PS3 game. There's something about it that I'm like, this is kind of like nostalgic. This I'm about to blow your mind mode. for a second, bro. What if I told you there's a game on the list that is exactly this 20 years ago? A popular fighting game franchise makes a single-player action role-playing game oh, where you go around it, and hang out with all of your favorite fighters and find out they vir- like kimchi and shit. Virtual Fighter or something like that? Right? Yeah, Virtual Quest. Virtual Quest, yeah. It is yeah, this yeah, yeah, exact yeah. premise, but 20 years too early. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I can't, yeah. I really like this game. It's And, yeah, I can't wait to play that if it's, like, similar or it has, like, the DNA of this. But, yeah. Um, overall, no, I think it's a great game. I think this, this is one of those games where I'm like, anybody should, p- like, everybody should pick this up. Like, you should be able to go to a homie's house and be like, hey, Bob, you know, put on that fucking Street Fighter Six, you know. Because it's just like it has shit. it has everything, it has everything for it for and everybody. You can't even say that you some shit because you have two whole new control schemes. Like one where you yeah. don't even have to press a button; you just literally press X like Naruto Ultimate Ninja, and you win. Or yeah. modern mode, so you have the accessibility of being like, oh, oh, I know how to play Ryu on Classic, but I don't know how to play Cami. But I want to play Cami against you because we're just going through all the characters. You have that ability to just be like, all right, swap her to dynamic. Or swap her to modern and still right. get, still feel adequate, I guess. Instead of you know what, Aspie. You know what really blew me away too. What was there being a second open world in uh, that like Indian uh, open world area? That's true. That, for a second, that, I thought I was like, oh, it's only just Metro City. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, the rest are like little fucking you know dioramas of like yeah. the fucking which are cool. I mean, they're. They're cool looking, and I understood. I was like, well, that's fine, you know. But when I got to India, I was like, whoa, this is a whole ass. I mean, it's not as big as Metro City, I don't think, but. It's still its own little separate area of just. And it could be expanded upon. They can add a whole new area for Akuma when he comes in. They can add a whole new area for, I don't know who else they add in. Poison, please. (laughs) I thought she was going to be in Metro City. It just some of the yeah, characters. Yeah, because they have some look, Final Fight characters like uh, yeah, Carlos. Yeah. They have him in there. Like, there's a couple first Final Fight characters that you're like, okay, you're have your own move set and your own specific yeah. dialogue, and you're a little too fleshed out. I don't like that. Yeah, it's like a taste. They're giving you a taste. Yeah, like um, Chun Li's little daughter. How she's like super fleshed out. I'm like, okay, yeah. you're going to be a DLC character in like two years. I already know. Yeah. I guess one thing I didn't like about it was when you're walking around those open worlds, how like sometimes I just want to like walk around and like, you know, look at things, you know, just kind of like slowly. Fucking box just... heads come up and. Dude, every, and every area, like you just can't fucking. And they'll, have to they'll come. everywhere, bro. Yeah. I'm like. Can we turn this this uh, aggressiveness down? Like I'm just trying yeah. to. You can't like. Even when you get everywhere. like a higher level, because I think I stopped playing World Tour around like level fifty ish. Okay, close and to me. Still, level thirties are like, "What's up, bro? I'm ready to yeah. fight." And you're like, "Bro, stop! I will kill you in two seconds. Please stop." Yeah. But and they keep coming. They keep they won't com- stop. like they'll respond. I was like, holy fuck, okay, I guess this, and then so you kind of avoid certain areas, like there's a, you know, area in Chinatown that it's in the alleyways, like that area is packed with a lot of cool little things and I kind of want to explore, but I'm always, 
fucking fighting people. I'm just like, I don't know, like, I, yep. okay, let me just get the fuck you out. You miss of here. doing the little Chun Li spin kick to go to the next building, and you fall, right. and the dude just hits you, and now you're fighting seven people. Yeah. What's crazy to me is that this game has more exploration than Final Fantasy 16. Oof. That's and a good more segue. And it also has more uh, RPG mechanics to it than Final Fantasy 16. Oof. It is <laughs> fucked up because both of them are true. <laughs> like, I can't not, but you're right. Yeah. Like, it's true. This, and this is a good, yeah, you're right. This is a perfect segue. Final Fantasy 16 is, <laughs> is, is a really good game. It's a, it's, a, it's a five out of five for me, personally. Five out of five, you said? Five out of five, personally. Five out of five, ten out of ten. Yeah. I fuck with it. Final Fantasy sixteen is... I think it's everything that's wrong with gaming. <laughs> explain yourself now. Okay, explain okay, yourself so before out. I go on my diatribe, bro. I need you so, to explain yourself. So check this out. I think that Final Fantasy sixteen suffers and is a direct result of something like The Last of Us. Um... Where story and cinematic and spectacle sort of take front, uh, take front row, and um, not to say that Last of Us has bad gameplay because it has you know really good gameplay. Uh, I but I say, feel I like disagree with you on this one. Huh? <laughs> but but I think what it does is that it takes this formula of like oh, all people all gamers want is like a really strong story and like flashy cinematics and all this, and those. Those are good, like Asura's Wrath or like the the Ninja Storm games. You know, the story modes have really cool, like flashy fight, you know, scenes. But I think what it does is that it never innovates on any of those. And then, in in fact, I think it strips back a lot of things that could have elevated it. Um, and so, I think that people right now are really en- enamored with like the spectacle. Like that's all I hear. Like the story's so good, the characters. But I'm like, but that's just a movie. That's I don't what I'm saying. I, yeah. like I love film and I go to my movies to get character and story. I don't go to my movies to get gameplay. So when I I mean and to add Final Final Fantasy 16 does have good gameplay, but I think it has bad pacing whereas I was 10 hours in and I had this limited move set and it started to open up, but I was like I'm, 10 I'm hours already in. like I like in Final Fantasy 12 at 10 hours in, you're at um you're with what's the bunny people? What are they called? The, uh, the, the Viera. Yeah, you're in the Viera home hometown. Yeah, you're, you're a and quarter you're, through the game. Yeah, and you have multiple characters with different builds. Here, you're just the one character, so it feels very like stripped back. You know, it, it's not a bad game. I don't think it's a bad game, but I just feel like people are really. Recency and I see bias. this a lot. Recency bias is kicking this game's ass right now because. Yeah. I'm probably going to agree with you on a lot of this because I don't think I will even because I know New Game Plus is like Final Fantasy mode and you can it's harder and all this stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever replay Final Fantasy 16 unless they drop like a DLC because I feel complete. I don't need to play anymore. I yeah. And you now that you say that it really does bring in a point because I do say it's an almost perfect game. And the thing that I hated about the game was the world the open world quote-unquote <laughs> it like I, I like the story i'm okay with that if a story if it's gonna if you're gonna be a character action game be a character action game so i didn't mind that it didn't give a fuck about the rpg elements though i didn't like that 
I could use all my fire abilities against a firebomb and yeah. it doesn't have like reduced like there's no like resistances or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of stuff that I felt like you could you could leave that shit in. Like even Strangers of Paradise has like resistances. Like you can leave that in. Like yeah. Small stuff like that. Like if I use the ice power, I should be able to use the firepower to make people, you know what I'm saying? Or the lightning power to electrocute you or some shit. I should have Yeah. What's the word like, I'm looking for? Like Genshin Impact? Elemental weaknesses? Nah, like when they like connect, like you know what I'm saying? Like when you throw water on a person, then you would switch to your yeah. lightning person and it will like do a big AoE of lightning. Like I feel like that should be standard. Oh. You know what I'm that saying? That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. That's I feel exactly like that should be standard. Yeah, that's something this yeah, there's something about Final Fantasy. I mean, I've only played about fifteen twenty I think I'm seventeen hours roughly. You're deep Actually, in. And you're deep so, yeah. in. Like twenty yeah, no, hours I've, is not because I think I finished at like forty hours. So you're you're deep in. Yeah, it's no, not like I've, you like can't say like oh you only saw the first icon fight. You can't say shit. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you've seen the whole game essentially. So so like yeah, and I'm kind of just like well, it feels like this game is really a result of so many external factors. One that so many people are so into story and characters. Uh, you know, at the behest of something like God of War and Last of Us. Like, those are award-winning games. This is, like, a game of the year. It's like Oscar bait, you know, where game where certain movies do certain things to you kind put of, a, like, You be, put the nail on the coffin. This is a game of the year-ified Final Fantasy. Yeah. They it, did it, everything in their power from, like, to be not Final Fantasy 15 yeah. and 13 that they were like, okay, we got to just, just make a good game. In, they sold their soul in a way to get some of the success. You know, not that it's a bad game. Again, it's not a bad game at all. But you got to keep that, that status of being the best RPG franchise. You have to keep that right. status. And with 15, they didn't have that. 14, a lot of people were like, eh, it's an MMO. I mean, it's still, you know, one of the best MMOs, but right. it's, 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 a, it's a hit or miss with, you know, people. We played Final Fantasy 14. We bounced right off because we were like, I'm not about to pay <laughs> monthly for this. Fuck this. No, it's, I'm good. There's a, a time sink. And not, not only that, but... I feel like this game is also just, yeah, like it really, it could have included those elemental, you know, weaknesses. It could have done a bit more RPG-ness. It could have. You could have um, allowed me to equip my party members. You could have yeah, allowed me. You could have even given you me. Do that. You could have let me have the dog at least. Like I'm saying, I just felt like they really just scaled it back to to the point that they didn't need to. You know, like they, they could have had, okay, fine. Action game, that's fine, right? But then they take out your ability to i mean you only get one armor set all your armor like is like the same so it's like it's why literally couldn't it at least like, like when i yeah you don't feel any difference when every time i upgraded my armor no. i never felt like i was like wow that's a big difference compared to final yeah, fantasy no. 12 or 15 when i would equip the new weapon i would be like wow other than the cosmetic right. i'd be like okay this weapon does sword, damage right. or some shit like yeah yeah, so they there was a lot of like let's get rid of all this and make it as simple as possible with a good story, especially with and the assistive characters. controls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could have. So, I don't worse. know. It's just I feel like people aren't, and then people are making the argument like, oh well, every Final Fantasy is different. Every Final Fantasy, it's like no, 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 no. no every no, Final no, Fantasy no, no. is different, but there the is key. a core. Yes. There's there's a core to it, right? And there's a lot of game mechanics that are kept the same. And, um, 
you know, you, you, like you're gonna have the leveling up, you're gonna have equipment, you're gonna have a party, the, you're gonna have a little bit a of party. building with them. Yeah, and to say that this is like, well, you know, people are saying that it's not Final Fantasy, and then people are arguing like, well, every Final Fantasy is changed. It's like, yeah, but this Final Fantasy literally is not Final Fantasy anymore from a like, story standpoint. Right. This is this is this is a very Final Fantasy story. Like, oh I, right, I, yes, I, yes, yeah, yes, in setting yeah. at least, it's a very Final Fantasy. But gameplay wise, I can definitely agree with you on that. Like even coming from somebody that just loves hack and slash games in general, it just it don't hit. It's not hard. Like that's that's the main consensus is that it's not hard. The parry timing is super. Like you can literally see an attack coming and just spam R one, and you won't get hit long as you keep Mm -hmm. tapping that R one button. There's when you get all of the abilities. It's literally just square, 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 and then I'm going to spam my abilities, swap to the next icon, spam my abilities, swap to the next icon, spam my abilities. Yep. There's yep. There's nothing really to it. It's very easy. And yeah. I had more fun experimenting and theory crafting and being like, oh, that juggles, and then if I hit, with a, hit him with a charge magic, he'll bounce in the air, then I can jump and I can grab him. But that's what I do in Devil May Cry, and that's why exactly, I love yeah. it. But if I wanted to do that, I would just play Devil May Cry. Yeah. Devil May Cry 2, or Devil May Cry as well, uh, like the more recent one, um, 5, is there's so much... Okay, first off, you have three characters, okay? And then each character has some sick-ass, very, very different combos. And, like, they all have, like, a, you know, I guess a gimmick. And you play to that. And this game, they could have done that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just feel like they really... It's just, like, Especially because half of your party... Is like just like you. They have the special magic yeah. summon abilities. So why couldn't you have let me play it as Jill and she'd be more graceful than do like rapier stabs? Or why can't I switch to the dog real quick and do dog combos? Like I feel like there should have been. How, okay, let me ask you a question. How much did your party make an impact when you played from your time playing? Other than <clears throat> Torgal. Um. I feel like maybe there was once or twice where I was might, might have been getting I think my I was getting my ass kicked and because they were there they were able to distract an enemy. <laughs> so I was able to like, you know, get my own shit, you know, like cleared and go help them. But other than that, they were kind of like they're whatever. They don't really do much. Um uh, Jill will freeze enemies. Once you know, you'll so see the random yeah. ice hit like the last enemy before you can kill them. <laughs> yeah, Just some yeah. stupid shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, yeah, it was, was, yeah. And then, also, I just feel like pacing, I don't know, there's, this is a Final Fantasy 16 game, and I feel like there could have just been so much more. Like, there could have been mini-games or something, like. Yeah, there's no mini-game, there's no. All all you do is fucking fight, and you don't have that many options, at least, what, 15 hours in, I feel like I don't even have that many options where I'm not already bored, you know. Yeah, because The, the thing is, once you get the rest of the powers. They're all the same. It's yeah. just like, okay, do you want this that this giant ability or this ability? Like, because every class, every element or whatever has a this does health damage, this does break damage, this is the yep. big move, and then this is your little utility move. But like, it's all the same shit. Like, you can flip and flop, you can mismatch, and when you master abilities, because by the end of the game, you're gonna have way more than enough skill points to master any ability that you want. 
You can yeah. just mix and match any of them regardless of the thing. So it doesn't really matter. You can just do whatever you want. Use whatever abilities you like the most. It doesn't it doesn't punish you for specking into one particular tree. Like if I was like, I want to be only Phoenix, doesn't yeah. punish you for that being like, oh, well, this boss is weak to Titan. But regardless of the combat, because that at least is good. The Yeah, the main, combat is solid. Yeah, the main thing for me that annoyed me was the open open zone. Isn't that what they called it? I, th- yeah, I remember have, seeing some interviews where they were saying it was open zone op- and not open yeah, world. Yeah, it's definitely not open world. Yeah, no. The open zone and the side quests. They have this ugly thing where they have like a plus marker on the side quests that give you like the important side quests that give you like unlockables. Like, oh, you do this side quest, you get a chocobo. Or you do this yeah, one, yeah. you get some equipment or whatever. Like, it made the rest of the game feel like shit because I didn't want to do the rest of the side quests. Because you do two side quests and it's like slay three bears in this corner of the world, talk to this lady, and then the side quest is complete. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. If I wanted to do that, I would play Final Fantasy fourteen. I was playing and I was commenting to Elise that, um, I was like, yeah. That's how you can tell this was made by the MMO devs because some of these side quests <laughs> You're like, are oh, definitely just four MMO flowers? side quests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the story is really good, right? And I just, I think that people are getting caught up that having a good story and solid gameplay. But I really think it is stripped back, bare bones. And you could, this almost felt like it was a good movie. And they're like, well, let's just like put in some gameplay, I guess. And then yeah, that's it. Like, if you like, were to give somebody, like... Because I remember playing Final Fantasy XV before this game. And I was like... It says, as soon as you start the game, a Final Fantasy for new and old-time fans. And mm. that is the worst Final Fantasy to pick up as your first Final Fantasy. That game is not the one to pick up. Yeah. I would say Final Fantasy sixteen is the one to pick up if you wanted to be a new Final Fantasy fan. If you've never played a Final Fantasy... This is the one to play because at least story wise and gameplay wise, it's not as challenging because sometimes even in 12, there was a couple bosses. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to beat this. This was the grind. Yeah, there was like an RPG like there was RPG mechanics in that where you really had to sit back and think like, okay, I need to retool uh, who's doing what and when. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Vaughn is my dragoon slash thief. I need to spec him into this, and I need to go yeah. here to get this. I need to do There's, this. And it really made me miss RPGs playing that game, um, which is actually why I bought, and not that it's a really good RPG, I just I just kind I just of wanted it. Yeah, like I, I impulse bought it, but Soul Hackers 2 was like 15 bucks on Amazon. And I was, I was like, so oh, shit. I was so mad when the GameStop sale, I was yeah. thinking about that shit. I was like, I should have bought fucking Soul Hackers instead of Tales of Arise. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and honestly, I wanted to go. Okay, so check this out. So, start. Okay, so there's a couple things I've been thinking about with Final Fantasy 16. So, one, it reminded me of how I felt playing the beginning stages of Star Ocean, uh, uh, A Divine Hope, I think it's called. That's the, the new one, Star right? Ocean. Yeah. So, when I first got my PS5, that was the first RPG that I got. And I played it for a little bit. And I was like, this just feels like booty. Like, it was basically, it has like the traversal feeling of Street Fighter VI, where it's just like awkward, but you're like, well, whatever, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get used to it type shit. Yeah. Um, but now that I look back on it, it was actually good, right? Um, and like the combat, it was a little bit light on the RPG mechanics as well. It was like really heavy into its story. Um, 
And I guess you could say Tales of Arise was sort of like that, but it still had a lot more RPG-ness to it, you know? Yeah, because even um, from what I've played of Divine Force with the demo, it at least had, like, a, a skill tree. You click yeah. it, had a giant thing, you can spec into it, you can spec which moves each of your party members can do. You can change to your party members. Yes. <laughs> like, you yeah. can do a and lot more. there is exploration, you know, when you go to different areas, you do feel like you're exploring and it's kind of worth it. There's hard yeah. to reach places and, you know, it's clunky, but it feels, honestly, I want to play that again. But anyways, um, <laughs> with Final Fantasy 16, when I was playing this, I'm just like, there's this is beautiful, but it's all set dressing. Like, I'm, I'm going to go over here. There's going to be something I don't care about or don't need. I don't have to, I just walk over here. I'm going to walk over anything. here to pick up a potion, open this chest to give me 20 wormites. Yeah, like it was, it was, I don't know. And I was, the demo really sold me too. I was like, oh my God. I was thinking in my mind like, this is like, wow, this story. When the open world hits. And I wasn't even expecting like that much more than what Final Fantasy has offered previously. I was just expecting like, oh, there's going to be a skill tree, you know, maybe. I mean, we already knew that we weren't going to be able to play as other people, but I thought maybe like there'd be different armor pieces or like there would, I thought because they were cutting all that stuff out. That they were going to really focus on giving you a Clive that you could really customize and make him feel like this is your Clive. Yes. You know? And yes. maybe not with like crazy armor pieces because not all previous Final Fantasies haven't done like the whole like, oh. Changing everything when you change yeah, the like, armor. Yeah, exactly. Like they still look the same. But I thought maybe they could lean into that. I thought there would be like some sort of give and take. you know. But instead it was all take taking away. Yeah, and the only thing it. that's different is your sword. And even then, depending on the cutscene, it'll go back to the basic yeah. sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The story's really good, but I think that people... They're high. I they're, remember, still, they're still high and drunk off the off the story. Off the story he, and the boss fights. Because I will say that Titan boss fight is one of the top three bosses I've ever seen in a game. Ashura's Wrath got the number one, I need, but that shit is OC, bro. I yeah I want I actually was playing uh, I played it a couple days ago but I haven't gotten to the Titan boss fight but no yeah it's great I some I think the I think some of the boss fights are framed a little too closely and I can't see what's going on I don't know if a lot of them old, are like that uh, I don't know if that's my old eyes or I'm just no. like I I don't know what's happening here there's a couple fights especially towards after Titan that I was yeah. like I don't even know what the fuck I did. But I won. Right, right. <laughs> Even yeah. the hunts. Then, like, the hunts, I was like, I don't know what I just fought or how it worked, but I won somehow. Off of just sheer willpower. It does feel like baby's first Final Fantasy is And sense. character action game. It does feel like that. Yeah. And I well, I was even thinking, like, you know, because I've been trying to think of an RPG or something to get Elise into, you know? This would be the um, one if you were like, yeah. I just want to watch you play Final Fantasy. Because the story is good enough that she's like, all right, I'm in there. If right. she's like, forget something, it's like, who is this? You can be like, don't forget, hold touchpad. You can pull it up right there and look Right, at yeah. Which is honestly the most innovative thing that game has done. And I do have to applaud the team. That's Every a game genius. That shit because that shit I is loved perfect. It. I, I love like, always, like just going into like who is who and the compendium or the bestiary. And, you know, um, it's, it's cool. Um, Though I like eventually they do add like a second person that like explains what's going on in the world right now which i thought was oh, weird because it's like we have our whole a whole person that explains what's, what was happening in the world right now but it's like right. an actual person that has like a fucking diagram it's like this person loves this person this person hates this person they're connected by this like they have a whole like thing 
like a whole person that's just dedicated to just that. Like after like the second half of the game, it's very I weird. If the, I wonder if the development team really was like, "Fuck, we need, we really want people to know what's going." Like, it's not I, that hard to know what's going on because you're just watching half the game. So it's like I, I kind of get what's going on, but right, right, that's true. There are a lot of cutscenes too. Yeah, if you don't so. know what they're saying. You're going to know what they're saying. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, where like at first when you were watching it, you're like, "What the fuck is a right. Lannister? What is all this?" But the more you watch, the more you play and shit like that, you'll understand it by the time that they bring it up, and you're like, "Okay, that's whatever." Yeah. Um, so speaking of Final Fantasy 16, just to go back to Spider Man, I'm I was like, should I drop this and just fucking come back to it when yes. I'm less? Yes, drop yeah, it that, now, wait for a couple patches or like a DLC or some shit to drop or yeah. whatever. Pick it back up when everybody's not like, oh my god, Clive, your titties are so big, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'm going to drop it. And again, I don't want anybody to get the impression that I don't like the game, um, that I think it's a bad game, uh, that it's not a Final Fantasy game. I just really think that the praise that it's getting and all this, I think it's a little overrated. And I think that it's definitely, I think it's an imbalanced game. And I think it's also interesting because when you look at it as a product of the just game industry, when you look at games like God of War, games like uh, The Last of Us, you know, where it's like almost clear that they're like, okay, here's the story, make the story the focus. And even God of, God of War is more of a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> I was about to say, as soon as you mentioned God of War, I was thinking that, like, yeah, you're right. Because I did beat God of War during the break in between Boater Seasons. Ragnarok. Did you you do Ragnarok? I didn't beat Ragnarok. Just uh, the 2018 God of War. And I can feel it. There's, like, a certain genre. Like, what you're saying. Like, this game fits in that genre of this was made specifically for the Game of the Year awards. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Like. If you played it like if you played it out of context, like playing God of War, I was like, eh, I like God of War three better. Right, right. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to see with Final Fantasy sixteen because right now everybody's like, yo, this is cool, the spectacle, everything is getting you like hype. But for the people that's going to play this two or three years down the line, they're going to be like, eh, right, whatever. Yeah, I I think really what bothers me is just the argument that. Oh, every Final Fantasy has done something different. What do you mean this is not Final Fantasy? I'm just like, but see, every Final Fantasy has still been an RPG, right? Exactly. It's not okay. At least mainline like, wise. Like, think about Call of Duty, right? Seven if all of a sudden has more is the same combat, but more yeah. RPG elements. They all they had to do was copy and paste. It's just super, super, super weird, and it's. I don't think any. Final Fantasy has shifted genres. That's a whole different thing. When your Final Fantasy game, or when your when your franchise is shifting to a different genre, like okay, example, yeah. we were talking about Silent Hill, right? So when that's when Silent Hill Book of Memories, that Vita game, went from survival horror, you know, to fucking looter, uh, <laughs> to what like looter. Fuck? This is so interesting. Like to me. action. Like I wish there was a Vita that's emulator. different. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so fucking different like that's is now you're just kind of using the name like this could have been named something else it could have been fucking uh final fantasy uh, icon fantasy or something i don't know it could have been like a whole different game and i think yeah I, like how strange that'd be like calling stranger of paradise final fantasy 16 and then calling final fantasy tactics final fantasy 8 
Right. Yes. It's like yeah, no, exactly. these are these are separate games. These are its yeah. own shit. Like you could have yeah, like you're right. You could have called this. You, yeah, it's so it's sort of like I don't know. There's a lot of, and especially the uh, you know the, one of my favorite podcasts, which is HPMP. Like they're talking about it and everyone's praising it, and I'm just like, really, you guys, the RPG people? I'm not gonna lie, cause he, they be pessimistic as shit, bro. I was thinking to myself yeah, at first when I was, I was watching the pre-release, I was like, I don't know, man. They they sounded like they hating. Yeah, but now I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, they right. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Like, they were, they loved it, or they are loving it, you know, and I'm just like, I don't, you guys, how? This is just not, this is not an RPG. You guys are talking about a Devil May Cry light, you know? It's a DMC light, or light. Yeah. Well, to you know? be fair, we are about to play two very diverse JRPGs for Back of the Rack. Yeah, like the rest of the season is technically JRPGs. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. so we are, you we're about what? to play I, like a little gauntlet of just different compared to yeah. sixteen. I'm I'm saying this right now, and I feel like I've always been on the opposite side too with with Back of the Rack. I'm saying like essentially that Final Fantasy that Final Fantasy sixteen went too far in its changes, but at the same time, I love Musashi Samurai Legends because. <laughs> It, it went too far. It is changed. Yeah. Or, well, like, I never played the first one to begin with. So I can understand why some people, like, would, you know, be like, oh, it's great yeah, or and I guess that's why I'm a little more appreciative of it because I come yeah. from a more hack and slash background. And the only Final Fantasy I played before this, before Final Fantasy 12, was the Dissidia Final Fantasy demo, which is hack and slash essentially, which is <laughs> essentially Final Fantasy 16, but. 12 20 years later so i mean i guess for me it's easier to digest because i'm not a long-standing fan like i've not even played any of the turn-based final fantasies so i don't really know how that works you know what i'm saying that's true i've only played 12 15 16 7 remake final fantasy 16 is still final fantasy it's just way too stripped back Way too simple, way too easy, way too bare bones. For yeah, because when you play really... an RPG, you want to role play. Depth. I want some depth. Yeah, you want some systems There's... where you can look at the screen and go, okay, if I yeah. plus five to that, okay, then we can do that. Like, you want that when you play your RPGs. You don't want to just mash the button. Yeah, and even if they were going to lean into the DMC light of it, they really could have done more. DMC has some really interesting mechanics. They could have really, like, give. First off, why can't Clive have a different weapon? How easy, Hello? how cool would it, how cool would it have been if he had, a, like, a mace or, or like, a, a fucking double, a spear? Why can't you switch spears. weapons? Yeah, give I love spears, spear. too. Give me like, a halibur. Give me a <laughs> dual sword. There, wait, hold on, hold on. He does get dual swords towards the end. Oh, okay, okay. But for, like, one. But that's it? It's for a literal, only for one move. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You press the move and then you get dual swords. But that's it. So I mean nah, a little different. <laughs> Dude, after the first five let's see, after the demo, probably the first eight hours, I was like, oh, I'm kinda getting like after my second icon or my third maybe? I can't remember. Second or third. I was yeah. like I was just like, mm, this is it, huh? Fuck. 
Yeah. And that's and that's what I was telling you. Like that's why I was saying, like, you're you're good to stop it because you're right. <laughs> Unless you wanted to like <laughs> experience the rest of the story, you've played yeah. the entire game because by that time you've done hunts, right? Mm-hmm. Have you done? Yeah, you've done a hunt. You've done. Oh wait, no, I have not done a hunt. Um, oh. I just got introduced to them, but I have not done one yet. Oh well, it's not going to be like Final Fantasy twelve. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's not going to imagine be like Final that. Fantasy twelve with this story though, with this production. Tell me that wouldn't be because that story was. That's what fucking... I was thinking when I saw Sid when he was Woo! like. My... <laughs> When he said his name was Sid, I was like, yeah, yeah he's giving me Balthier vibes right here. Yeah. Like, very, yeah. I thought this is Balthier, bro. Like, yeah. This shit is cool. But it's cool it because it's just like Sid's daughter's name in Final Fantasy 16. The game's kind of big. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Sid, his voice actor is also in Diablo 4. And, Which I didn't uh, know until you told me just now. Yeah. <laughs> and funny enough, I heard his voice first in Diablo 4, obviously, because that game came out before. And then when I heard him as Sid in an FF16, I was like, this does not fit his voice or his, like, demeanor. Because in Diablo 4, he's, like, this old uh, curmudgeon kind of, like, this yeah. grumpy old man. But he fucking, like, it's so different. <laughs> he's, like, this handsome, like, young, youngish. Hi, I'm Sid with this deep-ass voice. Oh yeah, whoa. this shit's crazy. Every and I'm time like, he came you... on screen, I was like, damn, that nigga voice is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> super like super super deep. And that super character, the, the character model just doesn't seem like it would have that voice to me. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you felt that way. Like it's a good voice, right? But, I feel like it kind of fits a little bit. Feel, okay. But I mean, to be fair, I didn't think that Clive's voice fit for a lot of it. Like I liked his teenage voice a lot, but I didn't mm, like his adult mm. voice. His adult voice felt very bitch made to me. <laughs> and he's like a yeah. very hard chisel like he's killing people bro there's blood every scene yeah. it's like oh yeah you murdered that person and i don't really feel that vibe but with sid at least i at least feel that vibe like there's one scene you fought garuda right yeah okay yeah so you've seen the scene where he's like uh i need to find the the, the, the masked person and he's like well find the masked person and if uh, they didn't do it, then kill yourself. Like that line yeah. delivery, I was like, okay, this voice fits him now. Because at right, first, I was thinking right. the same thing too. Like this, this is a little too deep. I don't like this. Mm. Yeah, I think after a little bit, I've definitely got used to it because he does play the voice, his voice, a little bit lighter and faster than he yeah. does in Diablo Four. At who does he, who does he play Diablo? F- I think it's like this character. I mean, you would have already heard it if you've done the just intro. It's like okay, that. so he's like the the dude with the, the hermit. Patch. Yo, the hermit. Yeah. I need to. Re- I need to. Re- I need to. Re- you know, it's funny. I just started a new character too, so I'm. A, I'm gonna see. Yeah. I started a barbarian yeah. just to see if it's any different, but I'm not fucking with Diablo, bro. I'm gonna keep. Oh, it I'm, how you feel about no, Final you know Fantasy what? is how I feel about Diablo. I'm not really fucking really? with it, bro. I got two characters I, you know at level thirty, and I'm not fucking with it with both characters, bro. Like it's just. <sighs> Nothing really fits. I don't really. I don't really. Let me rephrase this. I don't like the open world. Yes, that's my probably biggest and only notable criticism is that open world for sure. And um, I, but I think just like with Final Fantasy 16, I think that there is a time and place for games. I think there's a time and place for games almost more than there are for like movies and TV shows. Like, games, you really have to be in the mood for a certain type of game. 
Yeah, like, exactly. You really, yeah. Like, you, like, if you want a first-person shooter or a hack-and-slash, like, you really have to be in the mood for those. And if you're not, it's just not going to hit. You're not going to yeah. understand. You're going to be like, this is just not what I want right That's now. That's how I felt with Mafia 3. I got to, like... I got about two or three hours in, and I was like, wow, I'm having fun shooting dudes and beating people up and driving in the car, listening to them talk about, we don't like them color folk around here. Like, I like this. This is, I'm, I'm fucking with this time piece. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I'm going to do this for like 45 hours. And you scroll, you, like, you do the zoom out of the map, because you know they keep it real tight and neat in the yeah. beginning. And you do yeah. the whole zoom out. The fog like, of war, yeah. And you're like, oh, I got to do all this? And I did the same thing with Diablo, where I'm like, I got to do all of this? Yeah. Fuck no. I'm not trying to do this shit right now. Yeah. I think because my personal favorite action RPG is Torchlight and Fate. And both of those are very... Oh, you like... Wait, Fate? Yes, Fate. It's like that game that used to come on, like, computers, like, back in the day from, like... I forgot the fucking name. Tanger or whatever with, like, the, the polar bear bowling and shit. Fate RPG. Yeah, so the people that made Fate went on to make Torchlight. But essentially what it was was it was you and your pet companion and you would have a hub world, like a hub city or whatever, and have all your vendors, you know, your jeweler, your reforger, your transmogger, all that shit. Yeah. And then you would go into one dungeon and it was randomly generated by floor. And you would go through floor, and every 10 floors or so, there would be, like, a boss or mm. some shit like that. So instead of you going, like, say, Diablo 4, where I have to go through this very ugly open world that's too big for its own good, and I still haven't gotten a horse yet, even though I'm level 30, and like, going through all that bullshit, I just go in there, and then I just go back to town. And I you can send your pet to town to like sell your items for you instead of you having to go back to town each time and sell you can equip your pet you can upgrade your character it just felt better that i was going through like a infinite dungeon spelunking compared to Uh, that's cool i gotta go through this whole ass open world and yeah i just open world drained yeah i think especially because like in the dungeons where the gameplay is like more linear and like you've face like your big like a large amount of enemies which sidebar i really feel like this is dynasty warriors but from a different perspective bro i I said the same bro i said the same (laughs) shit (laughs) i was like wait people talking about button mashing like this is this This is is kind of like shit but this is dynasty warriors from a top view and then like if you yeah, gave should, like one character, pro- if you made like a Dynasty Warriors character and you had like a big ass skill tree where you could like, oh, my level three, my level three skill goes and does a giant worldly world. People would yeah. fuck with Dynasty Warriors so much more. It's the same shit, yeah. but just behind you instead of above you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I loved it. I love that gameplay. Um, but yeah, the open world is a little bit draining because me and Elise play and... She will fall asleep, usually, if we have to trek a long way. And usually you do have to, like, when it's, like, a main story, like, you have to go from one town to, like, the furthest town. And that takes a lot of time. And it's boring. And, and I'm you like, want to do everything in between those towns. You want to be like, oh, let me hit this dungeon real quick. Or, oh, yeah. there's an event over there. I'm going to go do that. And then the altars and the cellars and it's so much little small stuff that you don't want to forget that you're like, yep. oh, I got to keep, I got to do everything. I got to fight everything. I got to explore every nook and cranny before I go there that you, mm-hmm. I just feel drained playing it. I just can't do it. I'm level 30 and I just finished like maybe the fourth quest, like main quest. 
Damn. I haven't even gotten it's to a, Act 2. That's how bad a, it is, bro. It's a good, like, um, uh, a good, very, very good podcast game. Um, yes. It's a good, like, take an edible and just chill game. Uh, although, you'll want to be, like, it's hard to, like, do all your skills. Well, at least for me, when I'm, like, uh, you know, high. <laughs> See, I'm like, different. It's kinda, I've been respecting, like, every level. I oh, like, no, I, I mean, I mean, like, while I'm, like, you know, high, like, while, like, if I take an edible, I'm not respecting. It's so hard for me to focus on, like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? I mean, <laughs> like, I just can't. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, I re- I've respect my characters multiple times, and I think it encourages that because of the the price of yeah. of respecting is so low. It's, like, they want you to fuck yeah. around with different builds. Um, but, yeah, it's. It's a good podcast game, you know? And, it and is. it's a, honestly like the story is kind of interesting to me personally. I like, did fuck with the story from what I've played so far. I think like, there's I some just dark got ass shit. shit. Yeah, like that yeah. first opening like hour, two hours is pretty good. Yeah. It's really good. There's, there's one like side mission where I don't know if you've done it, but this woman is looking for her husband and you're like looking around for him and it turns out he's like in this in the forest and he's like chained up and all his skin is ripped off of his body oh yeah i have that side quest yeah yeah and like some woman essentially like promised him you know all this pleasure and pain and he's like addicted to it and you know the woman that you're helping is like crying out like what the fuck have you done and you know it was a demon obviously that you know influenced him or whatever and i was like holy shit that's that's fucking dark dark. yeah like (laughs) <laughs> you know, and there's more of that throughout the story, uh, but Elise isn't super into, like, reading and stuff like that, or, like, she's sitting a, around. She's a whole circle. She, yeah, she's like, come on, skip, and go. I'm like, damn it. I understand for sure what you feel when it comes to, like, that open world aspect, because I think that is its biggest weakness, and I don't know if they're gonna... I don't know what they were really thinking. Like, oh, players are just gonna walk for 20 minutes at a time. And fight random hordes and like there's nothing yeah. there's not that much to do in between. Even if there is like a, a like world event, it's like one that like you've the already same, done. Yeah, it's like the yeah. same like five ten or yeah, so. And then feel uh good. Plus the it the classes also make and break it too. Because I started as a druid and I despised the game. Even though I played it at the level thirty, I was like Everything just does not feel good. Werewolf form, wow, I respected okay. the werebear. I didn't fuck with that. I respected no. the lightning. Didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Respecting the earth. I was like, I don't like any of these abilities. Every single ability, yeah. I didn't feel good to use. Then I switched to rogue, and every ability feels amazing. I keep switching between <laughs> melee and like ranged. I just can't decide which one to go yeah. with. Why can't they I mean, give me the it, horse when you get to it, the first main town? Just be yeah. Like, out of the way. like when you get, like when the guy with the same voice actor, I think, when, um, when he gets on the horse and he's like, all right, I'll see you later. Yeah, he's like, Give he me a horse out. too. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make it so much easier to traverse this giant world. But I guess they don't want players to just like speed run, get the horse, and then just like sidetrack to this spot down here in the corner and like power level themselves up or something. But I mean, if people are going to do that, they're going to do that regardless of they have a horse. I'm really spot. wondering like how fast that horse goes. You haven't gotten a horse diff- yet? No, dude. What the fuck? I'm not playing this game no more. <laughs> if you no, haven't gotten like, it, you you're level 50 you don't, or something. Yeah, you don't get fuck I'm no. level 47. You don't get it till act 4. I'm in the towards the end of act 3. I, I mean, you level up kind of fast, but um but still, yeah, that's so. that's insane. 
No, they should have given it to you at like level 10 when you get like your like specialization for your class. They should have been like, by the way, here's a horse. You do your specialization, you get your horse, and then you can get the fuck. Yeah. But they do say that if you unlock the horse, you unlock it for all your characters. So if you start at level one, you'll have a horse. So I guess they they, they do mean it for real when they say, this is your first character, beat everything with your first character, and then you can just have fun with your second character. But I don't know, bro. I just have... Because I feel like if I had the horse, it would make this a lot more bearable. Because a lot of the times, I'm really like... I spec like four different movements. Like I have like going rogue, I have the dash... Then I have concealment on R2 for the <laughs> movement speed boost. And then yeah. I have fucking, uh, then I have like a dash and like my boots give like when I like dodge, I have like a movement speed boost. And I'm just constantly mm-hmm. like trying my hardest to make the game bugle by faster because I just can't stand running forever to the next spot. It's so mind. I will, I will say online, it could there have been people that have like sprung up, you know, in our towns and stuff, and uh, it does slow down. And I hope that it, it's not like that when we play. I hope they fix that because yeah. I know because there's been people like you know we've been you know battling maybe someone out in the field, and there's other people Shit just start us. lagging out of nowhere. Yeah, and I'm just like this feels so terrible. I mean, lagging doesn't feel good in any game, but especially in one like this. Yeah, because you like, lag one, and then your abilities pop, and then it's just bunch of explosions of bullshit that just happens yeah. that's how it so, was for me for launch i had to stop playing during launch like that whole launch week i was like fuck this i'm just gonna play street fighter bro because i can't play this it. game like yeah you bought it too you <laughs> you bought it early like I yeah did. their whole early access i could not play it because it was so laggy even with the ethernet yes. they, they bullied me on street fighter to get an ethernet cable i bought an ethernet cable the next day <laughs> oh wow really <laughs> and that shit was still like laggy as fuck on diablo i don't know mm, i feel like that's yeah. what i was saying that like people that play like action rpgs it's kind of like muso games like yeah how we play muso games are like oh dynasty warriors 9 or samurai warriors 5 came out i'm gonna play this for a while max it out boom 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 people play action rpgs like that where they're like okay diablo 4 this is my only action rpg that i'm gonna play so this is what i'm gonna play for two three months in the background while i'm chilling like you said watching a podcast waiting on the homies to hop on discord and then we're gonna play valorant after this or we're gonna play whatever the fuck deep rock galactic whatever the fuck your group game is i'm gonna play this game while everybody else is waiting to play a game or something so you're dropping diablo and i'm dropping final fantasy 16 that's what i'm hearing but nobody's dropping street fighter no street fighter is fucking (laughs) that stays yeah all right Fucking let's no E3 forever now? I yeah. forgot about this. I didn't even think about this as a topic, but you brought it up like, oh, that's right. There's, There's no E3s. The E3 but is canceled forever. On the opposite end, though. Summer Games I mean, Fest was pretty fine. Yeah, the summer <laughs> game, yeah, and then each fucking... I do like that each developer or publisher has their own little thing. Like That means I can pick and choose. Like I don't care about this developer, but you know on Tuesday, they're going to have this, so I, I can jump into theirs. Like... You know, Capcom yeah. has their own, and uh, does Square Enix have one? Yeah, Square Enix had one. Xbox, Nintendo, everybody had their own. Then there's like the the Jeff Keighley, like Games we have Fest, our own yeah. showcase, and then there's like oh, PC Gamer will have theirs where they showcase a bunch of indies, or like IGN will have theirs where they show a bunch of indies. So there's a, there's a bunch of like little small showcases, which I feel is nice 
because it showcases a lot of games that you wouldn't have necessarily have seen. Like there's a game. It's a game about I don't want to say furries because anthropomorphic creatures. And <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, welcome, welcome to Volcano High. I think that's what it's called. Oh, the dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah with the dinosaur looking things where it's like yeah. a rock band. That was really cool. But if I didn't see that in one of those little indie showcases, that yeah. shit would have just went completely over the radar. I would have not seen that game ever. I would have just. Dude, that game, there's another game with that kind of visual style, but it's, I mean, not. Um, I know what you're talking creatures. about. Where I think it's the same thing, like the same premise to where it's like. It's a band, and they have no, no, their no, no, band no. drama. So the one I'm thinking of actually came out a while ago on the PS5. It's called Season, I think. Seasons? It has, like, the girl. She's on a bike. She has, like, glasses. Black girl with, like... Poofy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, I've been yeah. really... That's a game that I've had my eye on for so long, and it just looks like I would love it, but I just haven't jumped in. Have you, have you played it? Do you know anything about it? Nah, I don't really... I kind of like to save myself like one artsy game <laughs> a year. Like like you know like that one big like dot hack like that GU reloaded that was my That's... that was my big RPG for the year. So okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not playing no more 100 hour JRPGs for yeah. the rest of the year. Just like Sayonara Wild Hearts was my one artsy game this year. I'm not oh, playing no okay. more artsy games. I wouldn't really call it artsy, but it's just different because it's, it's less focused on like, you know, traditional gameplay, like jumping and attacking and doing all that shit. It's more story based than right. I'm not really that type of gamer when I game. I like game if I, gaming. Sh- <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't. But, you know, as far as like E3, I just don't think that we're going to miss it. Like, we already, I mean, E3 has been, our, I'm, like, they didn't have it during uh, COVID, right? Didn't they stop? And they yeah, tried I think that's back when they stopped. Then, yeah. yeah. So, I didn't even blink, bat an eye. Yeah, because they're going to let us know what games is coming out during the summer. They're going to let us know. They're going to have their little showcases, so. Yeah, exactly. I'm we're okay. Still, I like the new anything. showcase where PlayStation would go, hey, September 38th, we're yeah. having a showcase. I like yeah. that. And it's an hour I come home. It's always at the same time. I can come up, get off work and be like, ah, showcase. All right, let's yeah. watch it. Let's see what's going on. I like that. I like I, I dig that compared to the press conference. Because, you, you know, when we did these E3 videos, like, there's a good, like, 30 to 40 minute chunk of just like, ah, they're just talking about numbers and console oh, yeah. sales and all this other bullshit and it's got 38 polygonal squares and this it's never been done before. It's like, all right, bro, shut the fuck up. Show the games. Yeah. I want to yeah. see the funny stuff, but yeah, they can just very, get straight to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't have to be all performative and have, I mean, Ubisoft kind of has like the people doing like weird, like always the just dance. Who's performing this like, year for just dance and shit. Yeah. So they always kind of do that, but like it definitely, a lot of the cringe aspect of it, the corniness, uh, the try hard, sort of aspect that like we're cool we're hip we're all this i I like that that's removed um from the from the whole e3 aspect now so i'm yeah. I'm fine with it honestly and Me e3 too. still lives on it's not like it's so e3 still lives on spiritually like it's just not called e3 anymore it's there it's just kind of more scattered and you know and yeah. there's a lot of people that I've heard that there's a lot of people that don't like the fact that, you know, that everything is now, like, so scattered. 
you know, that now you have Nintendo at this time, but then, like, two weeks later, this one comes out. So it's all, like, everywhere. Capcom has theirs, like, you know. So it's, like, not all truncated into one day or maybe one week. But that was for the time, you know what I'm saying? E3 was necessary for the time because now, like you said, now Nintendo can just be like, you know what? We want to do a Direct tomorrow so we can showcase Pokemon brown and orange or whatever the fuck. They can just do that. They don't have to fucking wait for E3 to showcase it like back in the day because E3 was for strictly magazines and publications because the internet like I mean of course the internet was there but it's like we got to get these magazines because that's where people are going to read about E3 and everything that's shown they got to show the websites because these people aren't going to see it we got to showcase it for them yeah, yeah we don't have that anymore because a a the developer can just straight up upload their shit to YouTube or Twitter or whatever mm-hmm. or b the publisher and shit like that can just drop the game. Like, how many games have come out that's been, like, hits, like, Hi-Fi Rush at the beginning of the year that just drop same day? Hey, boom, we got a game. Here you go. And it's a hit. They, they don't need to do nothing no more. Like, how back in the day, and a lot of voter games that we've dealt with, a lot of them, they had that E3 press cycle, and that's how we got most of our pre-release information about who directed, how they came up with all this stuff like that. Yeah. But after that, it's like you don't hear nothing. You don't see nothing. And I'm forgetting the point I'm trying to make here. <laughs> but the point well, the point is, is that they don't need to do that no more because of the, the, right. the internet's so vast that it's not right. necessary no more. COVID really changed that aspect for sure. You know, there's no going back now. You know, there's yeah. no purpose for it. I'll personally miss it just for just because it's cool. It's a giant convention. And it's it was always a dream of mine as a kid to be like, hey bro, I'm going to E3 can't do that no more bro you know i i also felt the same way for sure but yeah i mean summer games fest is like a still kind of a thing yeah i don't know and it is kind of annoying if i was like a journalist and i'm like hey like you're a squad and you're like hey today you're going to sony's booth and you have to play everyone and give us a write-up on it and it's like i have to wait four hours to play jack 2 on an e3 press like that would be ugly as fuck Compared to now, where it's like I can just watch the gameplay demo that they showcase to us on a Zoom call or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. So it's just yeah, more convenient. I really don't don't mind, but it is kind of sad. It's E three. Let's see how long it's remembered for. You know, you're gonna be telling your kids like, oh no, there used to be a whole convention called E three, son. Like there used to be a whole be thing. Like- Shut the fuck up. Like, really? Why? <laughs> Why? Well, because everyone got there to get you know, together physically, and they relayed the news through screenshots on their websites and, you we know, sh- to... shitty, like, uh, fucking 480p videos. On, we had know, to use this thing like. called Adobe Flash, and we had yeah. to... <laughs> you had to download the fucking video to even watch it properly. I, I did that with Final Fantasy thirteen. I remember having to download the video on my computer so that I could see it in, it, in its four, 480p you know fucking, glory 240 yeah. yeah i did that with dev jam fight for new york like every trailer for i went on dev jam fight for new york's website every fucking day for like a little character reveals of like who's the next fighter i was like oh my god look they got fucking redmond again it's cool <laughs> wow jay-z's dlc <laughs> oh, snoop dogg oh shit bro oh. yeah i was watching no straight road that's not no straight roads uh no hard feelings that jennifer oh, right. lawrence movie mm-hmm Damn, that was a good segue. Look at this. That was a good segue. <laughs> you didn't even... I, didn't I, didn't even, even know. Ca- I was like, what? Yeah, okay, keep going. 
I watched that movie, No Hard Feelings, with Jennifer Lawrence, and that was a really good movie. It's it feels good to go to the movies and not see some shit explode. Like Nigga, to just you- watch like a comedy or like. You know what I'm saying? Something where it's not like a black person dying. <laughs> like, I'm so serious. Like, when Marvel was at like, its peak, I think mm-hmm. the only movie that I watched that wasn't a Marvel movie mm-hmm. was Fruitvale Station. That's a depressing-ass movie. I'm hip. Like, <laughs> like, that's the last movie I could think of. Other than, like, okay, I did see Get Out. That's Ryan Coogler. Uh, Ryan Coogler, too, on Fruitvale Station, I think. Yeah. I did see Get Out. I did see all the nigga movies. All right. No, that's it. Yeah, I just saw Get Out. I didn't see Us or Nope, us? and I didn't. I just I did see Nope. I did see Nope in movies. That's it. Get Out, Nope, Fruitvale Station. I haven't seen like any other movie. I haven't gone to the movies unless it was if, for like. If you like No Hard Feelings, then you might also like what I saw recently, which is Joyride. You know, it's funny. My mom called me during the podcast because. She was trying to uh, go see Joyride. Oh, really? She was trying to go to the movie. She was trying to go see Mission Nigga. Impossible 7. She loves all the Mission Impossibles. And I was like, Mom, I haven't watched Mission Impossible since like Mission Impossible 3. I don't know what the fuck right. is going on. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, well, I'll go see Joyride. I didn't know it was out. So yeah. I knew that. Joyride I would have been like, sure, Mom. As, I don't know. Like, would you sit? It's a raunchy ass movie. Like, I don't think I would want to see that with my mom. Oh, no. Most definitely. Me and my mom, we watch Superbad together. Like. Yeah, my mom, we, we love the raunchy comedies. We love those shits. And No Hard well, Feelings is pretty raunchy, too. It was a very raunchy comedy, too, I would say. That's true. Yeah. I haven't seen No Hard Feelings, but yeah, it did seem that way. Okay. Well, then, I guess you would like it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was... Yeah, so No Hard Feelings is... Um, it it's a... Uh, yeah. It, I, oh, you're talking about Joyride? Yeah, Joyride. Yeah, I'm going to be right. like, how the fuck you see it? <laughs> No, no, no. I wanted to see uh, No Hard Feelings, but yeah, I didn't. Um, so me and Elise are doing this AMC A-listers thing. Oh, you right? got the A-listers. That's what me and Devin have. We have the A-listers, but we never go to the movies because she works. So yeah, no, we got <laughs> it, and it's fuck. We've saved. It's already paid for itself at least for like three months because like we watched six, seven movies already, which would have cost us upwards to a hundred dollars at some point you know because we yeah. watch i usually like watching movies in imax too it's discounted tickets now time. right it's not free tickets no more right no it's still free t- we get three free movies uh a week oh it's oh it is still like that yeah oh yeah because i remember when we, oh maybe maybe she doesn't pay for the a-listers anymore but i do remember that because i remember we was doing that for a while too where we were just back when we were young we'd be like fuck it we'll go watch a movie we just watch um, whatever uh, was yes. Yeah, so Joyride, we watched more recently, and I had seen like one trailer, and I was like, okay. So it's like the Asian Hangover, I guess. I don't know what the fuck this is, but um, yeah, it's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to talk too in depth about all these movies because that's a lot of time. But like, so Joyride suffers from this thing that is really just a new thing in movies, where it's like. They frame this movie as like, okay, a bunch of Asian chicks are going back to the motherland to like find one of the characters' moms. And that's sort of like the main plot, I guess you could say. But like at the beginning, one of the Asian chicks is born into like a white family and they're like sort of like in a white uh, community. And there's this thing that's like annoying me. And I'm like, this this blatant disrespect for white people. <laughs> 
And I'm just like, okay, guys, like I get it. It's just not. It's not funny to me anymore because I feel like it's not. Like, it's like, haha, white people are the devil. They're so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's 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 getting to this point where it's like not. Uh, it's just uh, common now, you know. And they try to play it off like this. I'm like, it's. I'm sorry, but it's like if you released this movie maybe ten years ago, that, that would have been, been fun. like. Yeah, funny. it's not funny no more. It's kind of just yeah, like okay, now, I get it. Like we hear yeah, that every day. Like, like oh, exactly. It's, I'm just like I. I just don't. I'm Before sorry. white so people like, knew that white people were the devil, white people were the devil was a great joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, those jokes like were more hard hitting and it was funnier, but it was always gonna get old, just like black jokes get old or whatever yeah. jokes. You know, it's like okay, that's not really clever or anything. Um, and yeah, that's what this movie kind of is. You know, there's like a lot of that sort of, at least like in the first act, and then after that they go to China, and then there's like a whole thing there and. Gets pretty raunchy. It's kind of funny, but there's a scene. <laughs> there's a scene. Me and Elise were talking about how like raunchy it is, right? And we're like, we're just not into that entirely. But like, I'm like, who's this for? There's a scene where the main character is having a a like a threesome with like Holy two shit. other guys. Yeah, that's so she's crazy. A, yeah, who so is she's that a girl, for? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't. Is this supposed to be funny or like it's just it's weird, like. He's having a threesome with two dudes, and it's just, like, kind of played sexy, but also as a joke. You know, yeah. like... It's, it's not like the Zendaya movie that's supposed to be coming out where you're kind of like, okay, that's kind of... that's kind of. Well, this is... Okay, so this is another thing I brought up. And I was like, if this is... This must be, like, a recurring... Or, not recurring, but a new thing. Because, you know, sexuality has been cracked wide open these days, you know, with women feeling a certain way about it. And so, like, now that we're seeing, like... I. A pop star, not a pop star, but like a like yeah, a like, star, like Zendaya, fucking doing fuck like a a threesome on like a big budget movie. It's 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 it's, it's strange. It struck me as weird. Yeah, because I feel like you only see they threesomes don't... in like art house films. So for them to be like in a big budget comedy or a big budget like this yeah, is, you're right. Because the only movie I can think of that had like a threesome was Nymphomaniac, and the right. name of the movie perceives itself. Is, so you, yeah, you know what you're is, getting into when you get in that movie. Exactly, it's like a movie about sex, and like she, yeah, yeah that, yeah, those movies are wild. But also, like, it's also the fact that she, that she's okay. Like, you know, we've seen maybe a man have a threesome or something, maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to think of examples, but like when it's a girl having a threesome, you're kind of like, it, "Whoa, this is kind of yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah." I fu- yeah, it's a little, it's a lot right now. You're just like, "Holy shit!" I like, guess because kinda, like men, that's that's kind of normalized. That's the, yeah, but that's like, like what women yeah. when they have that, you're like, because I don't know the context with the rest of the movie, but like you it's are kind of like, "There's no Whoa. context." Yeah, it just, just it just happens. Yeah, it's like okay. That's kind of how I felt in No Hard Feelings. Like there was a scene where they were skinny dipping, and these people came up and stole their clothes. And Jennifer Lawrence's character gets out of the water and beats them up. But they just, for some reason, decide let's just show full frontal Jennifer Lawrence. I know we've already seen it numerous times in other movies, but it just feels awkward in this movie because the mm. rest of the movie is like really sweet, actually. Like. Yeah. I kind of fuck with like the rest of the movie. It's from a plot standpoint, it's really good. And seeing her naked kind of did nothing for me. <laughs> like usually, like in older movies, that's when you go like, "Oh shit, look, that's her titties, bro." But like yeah. this movie is kind of just like, uh, 
I didn't really yeah. need to see her naked like that because it's like they put a big emphasis on like, hey, I'm walking up naked, and you're like, uh, stop, like we get it. Right, right. <laughs> she could have just came up and beat their ass, and you would have been like, oh, okay, she beat the fuck out of him. But yeah, so I think we're just getting older, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> and more and more prude. Because <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I was like. That seems a little weird and racy and like I've seen like the clip of that Zendaya, uh, the Zendaya movie. I actually saw the trailer for that movie. Watching but that seems this like movie. that's the main plot point. So for that movie, it feels a little more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it uh, feels more yeah, like guess, in pace yeah. because the whole movie is about her dating both guys and like talking to them and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. compared to both the movies we watched. Both of those scenes were kind of just there just for the movies, like the theater to be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you took I, that I out, know. it wouldn't affect the plot in any way. So, yeah. So that was like the main thing I took away from them. I was like, what the fuck is like three women in threesomes? Like that's like the norm now. Is that a fantasy women have? Like what the. F- but see, that's know. also and the wh- thing. If you like. Breaking down gender normity. If, like, for example, if you were like, hey, let's have a threesome, you can't get mad if she's like, all right, I'm going to call my homeboy Eric up. <laughs> because if you yeah. were like, all right, I'm going to call my homegirl Erica up, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, you got to have that. Like, if you're going to do it, you got to right. be able to do both sides. You can't just be like, no, 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 it can only be with a girl. You can only be that. Like, you can't set boundaries when you're going out of your boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't have a threesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that's why I'm like, hmm, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, like, you know, uh there men have a higher sexual drive, generally speaking, than women. That's that's why, like, you know, um I watched uh what was that YouTube channel? Cut. I watched I watched a thing about like, oh, organize who you think has had the most sex. Oh, of, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The videos yeah. and it's always the gay dude that has like a yeah, thousand always, bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's because like they're men. It's men just, being men, and, yeah, and they're fucking. Dudes. They can just fuck. Yeah, they're horny as fuck. Yeah, I'll fuck a dude that Girl. fucking urinal if I could. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, about? like, and that's why like you know women just don't have that drive like that. That like they they see something and they want to fuck it. Like they just yeah. don't have the drive that way. You know, so that's why it's not that it's more acceptable for men to have, you know, uh, threesomes or foursomes or or whatever. But like women, it's sort of strange for them to all of a sudden be like, oh well. Well, now we want to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, um, yeah, I just thought that was, like, just, it just struck me. I was like, huh, two threesomes in one night that I've seen. Or two, like, implied threesomes or whatever. But, um, yeah, so did you, have you seen Spider-Man Across the Universe? Or uh, Across yes. the Spider-Verse? Yes, I have seen it. And I need to watch it again. Because, yes. like. Tell the audience what you fucking did. Tell them. We'll let the audience decide. Listen. If what you did is is a cinema sin, I'm not gonna lie. Weed became legal here. <laughs> okay. Weed is legal in Maryland now. I went to the dispensary. Mm. I was like, "Hey, what can I get?" All right, cool. I'm going to the movies. <laughs> oh, wait, I thought I thought you were drunk when you went. No, you no, I was high as hell, bro. Oh fuck! <laughs> and okay. it didn't help that they had the audio problems. So like the audio yeah, was all fucked up. They didn't turn the lights off until like after the like Gwen scene. So I was like, "What the fuck?" And then the edible kicked in as soon as the lights came off, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I fell asleep. Oh, you fell? <laughs> I fell asleep. No, like I was up. 
And then I fell asleep, like, as soon as he got to the Spider Society. Then I woke up, like, towards the end of the giant kerfuffle. And then I watched the rest of the movie. And uh, I was like, okay. So I don't know what, like, I haven't seen the major scene, like, middle part of the movie. Like, I was just like, okay, Spider Society, okay, end of the chase (laughs) and whatever the fuck happened between that. I don't know what happened. So I have to watch it again on top of the fact that they're saying that there's different changes. And I need to hear it with the audio because the audio was, like, fucked up. Like, it was, like, only on the right side of the theater. And that shit was so weird to me. And I couldn't hear anything. Like I, I literally could not understand a word that was being said. So I just looked at the pretty colors and cinematically, one of the best movies I've ever I, seen. Yeah, I bet it looks great. Fucking on gummies, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that Gwen um, scene between her and her dad and the watercolors. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so check this out. Um, well, actually, let the audience decide. So. Do you guys think it's acceptable, or not acceptable, do you guys think it's a good idea to go to a new movie you've never seen, drunk or high? Because I'm going to go view, with the audience and say no. Because <laughs> in my view, I'm like, I would never do that for something I've never seen. Just because like I feel like it warps my whole sense of pacing and timing and like, I don't get the joke sometimes where I'm laughing at different shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it could be a serious moment. And because I'm like, you know, tilted, I'm just like, this is hilarious. Yeah. You know? So like, yeah. I, And a lot of people do that. Like, oh yeah, I went to go see this. And they're like, but to be fair, I was also drunk. I'm like, smoke for, yeah, like that type shit. I'm like, why? Nah. You just ruined the whole experience for yourself. That was just because, you know, it's up, it's up here. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's. It, I can I can yeah. do this shit for free now. I don't want to say for yeah. free. Let me rephrase that. I can do this yeah, shit. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, wait. I can just go to the gas station and just get the shit now compared to... Yeah. Asking, That's how it is here. Accent to Quan. hey, let me get a trade file. Like, I don't have to do that no more. I can just go yeah. to the store and get like, hmm, let me get that one on the top shelf over there. Okay, I'll get some new stuff. Like, it's, it's, it's cool. It was an interesting dichotomy, but I definitely agree. I definitely won't. Because I'm the same way. We're the same way when we, like, watch movies. I can tell where we... It's not just like the plot because most people just watch movies. They're like, "Oh, I like the plot." Where I like a, "Oh, I like the camera angles on this and the lighting on this mm-hmm. scene and the way that the line delivery." Like we look at movies a little more analytical, and that's kind of what I was doing, but then mm-hmm. it just hit too hard, especially because <laughs> whatever the fuck they gave me, it's not the normal dosage <laughs> that a normal yeah, no, person should have, and that's kind of fucked up. I have 10 milligrams. You're taking fucking 300 times that. I don't, I'm so confused. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. They, he gave me too much. <laughs> yeah, he gave me too like much. <laughs> yeah. I, I told him My, I was um, like, I, I do it, but like, you know, I'm not like that. I just do it. What did he parties. ask you, by the way? He was like, do you smoke normally? And I was like, I mean, yeah, but like, I thought that meant like, how normal? I guess I don't know how much normal people smoke. I mean, like I smoke okay, like, like every every I'm like day. A, weekends, I'm like no, nah, I'm, yeah, I'm like a weekend party okay. type of person, day off yeah. type person. Like you know what? It's a day off. Let's do it. But like, they made it seem like I guess where I said a normal person. I guess he thought I meant I was out here chiefing it up. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. nah, bro. He's like, here you That's go. This is the perfect one for you, right here. He didn't even tell you to like first try because usually like they recommend no. with gummies. Like he didn't first even, try half. 
No, he didn't even tell me that. He was like, since you're a regular, just take the whole thing. You'll be straight. Don't take more than two. Just take one. If it don't hit, don't take another one. That's all he said to me. He didn't say cut it into quarters, do any of that other bullshit. That is my father-in-law had to tell me that shit. He was like, no, 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 no. Don't take the whole thing. Like I thought, like I we went to the I went to like the beach, and my father-in-law had some, and he was like, yeah, did you take one? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, good. That was a quarter. Now tomorrow I'm going to give you a half, and then the day after I'm going to give you a full one, so you can see the difference. And I was like, yeah. "This is responsible. Thank you for this, Dad. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> I fuck." That's what I would have told you. I've been like, "Nah, you got to fucking increment it out." Yeah, nah. He told That's me that. Insane. I popped that shit in the fucking parking lot. I was like, "All right, take one. We're going here. Get my popcorn. Now be watching Spider Man." I was thinking this shit not going to kick in until like it says it doesn't kick in until the thirty minutes. So I'm like, it's not going to kick in until an hour later. So the movie would be almost over. No. <laughs> yeah. That shit kicked in the You drove? Did you drive? Yeah, I drove. Damn. Were you able yeah. to like... Yeah, yeah, I was able to. Because I... after I took the nap in the movie, I woke up and was like, okay. Oh, okay. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> like so it like funny. ended and I was like, okay, I need to focus. That was too much. Can't do this shit no more. <laughs> this is a strictly so... Friday only if I want to get that crazy. If I have nothing to do. Then I'll yeah. do that. That's a fun time. Put it in a what's that shit called? The the wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> the gummy cellar now. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Um but yeah, Spider-Man Cross Spider-Verse was really good. Uh interesting ending. Um that I feel like they should have advertised this as like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse part two. Or I'm sorry, part one. Yeah. The way it ends, it's like if you're I, I felt weird. Some... I thought it was like a trailer. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, part yeah, two, and and then it sort of shifts and adds a whole new element to it that I felt like could have been left off until the third one, like adding, adding uh, his other self as the Prowler in this other universe with like braids and all this. I was like, "What?" So yeah. that's the, so that's the new conflict. I'm like, they could have just saved that. Yeah, and, you like, could have just kept handling with the spot, like yeah, or put that. What better they could have put that as the end credit scene. Or maybe, Boom. or they could make the spot the alternate miles, bro. That's what they could have <laughs> did. That would have been crazy. That, that would have been too badass. Yeah, but see, yeah, like if his head popped out and he was like, I'm actually you. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. All I right. haven't seen any other movies, though. I still haven't seen Guardians. Fuck. Okay, we'll go through this quickly. I'm just going to give you my thoughts. Give me your thoughts know. on all of the latest blockbusters because I all haven't right. seen anything. But I can give you Secret Invasions. I can give you that. I did watch, <laughs> that, ye- I did watch that yesterday. That was pretty crazy. All right. So Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Um, have Have you seen any of the other Transformers or Bumblebee? Yes, yes. Did- I've been binging them slowly. I haven't watched it because Devin hasn't watched any of the Transformers. So we've been binging okay. through them all. We are on the third one now. Okay, it gets worse from it just goes downhill from there. I'm hip. She's been saying that. Uh, she's like these movies. The first one was good, but the rest of these aren't aren't hidden. So she's she's already yeah. hip. She's already being pessimistic. Like this isn't making sense anymore. You, yeah, you could absolutely watch Transformers: Rise of the Beast because apparently it takes place before all the nonsense. That's um, what I was telling her. I was like, this is a yeah. whole different timeline continuity. We can just go in yeah. if you want. And she's like, no, I want to watch them all. So hey, listen. Yeah, Bumblebee and this one are supposed to be like the soft reboot movies. Okay. So, so yeah, um, but yeah, the re- they get terrible. They get really bad going forward, um, and they get really long too. So yes, good luck with it. The- they're super long. Um, but yeah, I would 
I'd recommend to go see that one. Fun, not super deep. Definitely more of a kids movie. Um, Indiana Jones. He and said, that's the one you should have popped a gummy for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean across. The, I would watch Across the Spider Verse again, like while high, because it's just a visually crazy Engaging, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dollar Destiny was. It's funny because after seeing all these blockbusters like Guardians of the Galaxy, Flash, um, Spider Man. Everyone, like, it was a full crowd of young people, annoying, uh, like, teens, excited, yeah. whatever. And then seeing Indiana Jones, it was just a bunch of older people. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. I guess this is more of, like, an old person thing. Like, no one, no 16-year-old yeah. is, is excited to see an old Indiana Jones. Like, that's sort bro, of... I wasn't even excited to grind in Fortnite to get the Indiana Jones skin, bro. I was like, eh, if I get them, I'll get them, like... I don't know. I don't think nobody cares about Indiana Jones. I think because it's like a, it's like a bygone era, kind of like yeah, how no, Blade Runner was before the new movie, where it was like yeah. you only watch that if you fuck with old movies like Rocky and shit. Yeah, it's definitely. And then it doesn't help that he's just old. Like the main character is just older. It's hard to identify with someone who's so old. And um, but ultimately, it's a whatever movie. I mean. It's shot well. There's some cool, like, set pieces. Uh, I feel like the production design, like, the sets and everything are really cool. Um, but you don't, I mean, you could skip it, honestly. It was kind of, it's hit or miss. Uh, if you're an Indiana Jones fan, I think you'd probably, it's not even a good send-off. Like, I was disappointed that it wasn't even a good send-off for the character. It was like, uh, this is it. This, oh, this, this is supposed to be, last, like, the finale? Like, or at least his last movie as Indiana Jones, right? And then they'll like get the, whoever and reboot it or whatever and shit. Yeah, but they just didn't even, like, give, like, a, a good, like, ending. I was like, what? Okay, whatever. But That's so it's kind of, yeah. So if you're into it or not, I mean, they're they're fun adventure movies, but this one's probably not one of my favorites. Um, Transform, or, I'm sorry, Flash? The Flash is fucking dookie butter. <laughs> I wanted to watch, bro, even Devin Chu was like, I know it's going to be ass, but I just want to watch it. Please, can we go? And I'm like, sure, whenever you got time. And we just forgot. <laughs> it is, it is, no, it's not, it's not bad all the way, like, through Honestly, through. I think it'd just... probably be a pretty straight movie. I have a tolerance for, like, shitty movies. I feel like even the most shittiest yeah. of movies, I'd be like, that was fun. It just has some really questionable decisions. Um, the first act, there's this scene, which I'm sure you've seen on Twitter, of the Flash saving a bunch of babies. And oh, is, yeah, and then they reversed it to make it look like he put the baby in the microwave. It looks awful. I don't understand what happened. And this is the director from It. So I, I thought that this was going to be like a good-ass, like, this is going to be a good-ass movie. It's going to be, like, intense. It's going to be some yeah. good shots. I don't know, and there's some like really bad CG in it um, that looks like it's on. The director says it's on purpose, but there's like certain shots where it's like, why? Why would this? Why would you want this to look like that? Yeah, you know? on purpose, like you know what I'm saying. Um, but once it gets to Michael Keaton and Supergirl, pretty cool. Some cool action later on. Um, some. Yeah, some cool fight choreographies. I really like that Supergirl. I was I was telling Elise, I was like, I have a crush on her. Like she's that she's is cute. A, she is a pretty, that's, that's, that's a pretty good Supergirl. Not gonna lie, because most Supergirls <laughs> is like the blonde hair, blue guy, blue eye, you know, yeah, prissy ass. But it's yeah, cool so to was, have like a oh yeah, your was, ass. Yeah, she was cool, and I I, I think you'll like her. Uh, Michael Keaton was per, was pretty fun. 
the movie ends just it's, it sucks because we're we're kind of at this point too where like it's hard to just enjoy a standalone superhero movie like you want to see connections exactly you and see... you're looking at the movie like where are they going to go from here what exactly what and it does not put, putting out right now yeah it doesn't give you that at all you know it's just like i like that I like okay that. so I that. yeah so it's very like self-contained you could say um but also there's some moments that sort of undo the whole um purpose of of uh, the flash's like journey at the end where it's like wait so then he didn't learn anything it's kind of weird like how it how it ends you're like okay so this feels like a waste of time yeah, just a one-off little that's kind of how black adam felt a little bit until you get that end credit scene but it, it felt like it was like okay this is his own little thing right here you're right. doing your thing and that, that was cool with me I, w- I was enjoying but, that dc movies were like i'm excited a little bit for blue beetle because i feel like it's going to be like its own little thing other than yeah. them mentioning like Batman or whatever in the trailer, I feel like it's going to be its own little romp. It looks different. It feels yeah, it different. Yeah, does look a little different. Yeah, it feels more like a Marvel movie than it does a DC movie. No pun intended. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know anything about Blue Beetle aside from what I've seen of him in Injustice, and I don't like him in Injustice. Yeah, the only thing <laughs> so. I know about him is from is it Batman: The Brave and the Bold or the Batman? One of those Batman animated series. He's okay. like a reoccurring. He's like his Robin essentially in that show. Oh, interesting. And he's okay. like always there, being Blue Beetle, and in Young Justice, he's in there too. And he's 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 pretty good. He's kind of like Beast Boy, but with cooler powers. <laughs> cooler powers. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I would I would recommend seeing the Flash. Uh, maybe not in theaters. It doesn't matter. They're not gonna re remake any of the budget. They're not gonna profit at all. Like they're in the hole. That movie was like I think the biggest superhero flop ever, because it was so much more expensive. Is why it was a bigger flop because yeah. like they just. Um, but yeah, there's just really some questionable shit going on in that movie and the ending. There was some like there's like this creepy like dystopian sort of thing that they do at the end and i it just feels weird to use like to to use the flash of all characters as that person to set that up (laughs) well it's like i mean can i spoil it for you or do you care or do you not oh go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead ahead. (laughs) there's well it's i'll give you a a a component of it so it's not completely spoiling the whole thing there's this part at the very end where they revive some dead characters from DC's uh, like film history. So like they revive like the old um, Supermans and they do like CG face. They just make they recreate them in CG. So it's like the the first Superman and then the you know Christopher Reeves you know Superman and it just looks it looks off and it's also like very the choice to do that it feels so unethical like to do that because they're dead. And they're like create recreating them, and it's just like yeah, that mm, does feel this weird. feels odd. Because I did see yeah. one is Nicholas Cage like they had the Nicholas Cage Superman in there too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They had like, the, and it's all CG, and it's just like it just Why? feels it felt yeah. weird to me. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being weird. Yeah, and it was just looked ugly too. It's just not. They're not good looking scenes. It, it feels very very rushed. Um, I want to know how you then, feel about Guardians because. I was going to click Guardians on Disney Plus, and my dumb ass said, Secret Invasion. <laughs> oh, wait. Is Guardians 3 on Disney Plus? Yeah, I think so. I do. Or at least they had the advertisements for it, I guess. But I was just like, oh, okay. I, I didn't want yeah. Secret Invasions. I want to see what this shit looking like. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Guardians, uh, let's see. So I have an interesting relationship with those movies because I never really was super into them. Yeah. But I felt like the third one was really strong. But there are some, like, really big Marvelisms where they definitely just don't take risks enough. How many times have we seen uh, fucking a character fake die? Like, like the fake out. You know, in every Marvel movie, there's a moment where, like, you think they're going to die, and it's like, and oh, but die. then they're fine. Or and they, they do appear that in, like, this. another movie, and they're like, actually, I'm good. I wasn't dead. Yeah. And I'm just like... Just don't do the fake-out death if you're not going to commit. And there's a couple of those in this movie that I feel like really would have made the movie stand out more. Especially because it's like the last Guardians movie. Or, well... Kind of like Chewbacca the last James and... Gunn. Uh, what was that last Star Wars movie? When Chewbacca, like... They thought that like Chewbacca blew up in a ship and we were like, fuck, Chewbacca! And then the very yeah. next scene, it's like, nah, he's locked up. Yeah! <laughs> Pretty much! Yeah, exactly. It's it's very very similar to that. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I can't. It feels so long ago now that I watched that movie. I did. I should have maybe wrote down my thoughts on that one. But yeah, I would I would say to see it definitely. You know, Spider Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, the like the better movies. I would say. Uh, and then I've also seen an indie movie called Past Lives. Have you seen this? Um, I did take a trailer for it. I do want to see it. Yeah, I do want to see it. There's a lot of movies that I actually want to see. I think the last movie I watched was Extraction Two. Other than Spider-Man? On oh, right. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, That was really good in terms of... Like, uh, yeah. Russo Brothers, they was going off. Well, I don't know what it is with them and Chris <laughs> Hemsworth. They just... They got a they got a connection because that was a great yeah. action movie. But Yeah. Well, they, they definitely know action. That's for sure. Yeah. I haven't um, really been on a... Been on a very anime binge lately. I've been binging a lot of the anime that everybody's been saying. Like, dude, you need to watch this anime. I've been finally watching those. Like what? Uh, to your eternity, um, a lot of seasonal stuff. Like I, I've, been, okay. I've been catching up to One Piece, like anime wise. I'm caught up manga wise, but I've been catching up anime wise, watching the latest arc in animation form before the big, uh, the big episode coming up soon. I started watching a little bit of Renoing Kenshin, and then out of fucking nowhere, apparently nobody told me they were doing a remake, so I just stopped watching it. So now I'm oh, watching R- the remake. Roroni um, Kenshin? Yeah. yeah, there's a remake nice. of that. Um, I've been watching Fooly oh, Cooly. Ooh, that's I watched the first season of Fooly Cooly. The really original, fun. yeah. Yeah, and now I'm about to watch the second season. Kill the Kill. Yeah. Vinland Saga. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vinland Saga. Do you like yeah. that? Yeah, it's... I would much rather enjoy it if I read it in manga form, but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm enjoying okay. it. I'm not really enjoying it as an anime, but I enjoy the How story far? at least. I finished season one. I haven't started season two yet. I stopped season one because I was like, eh. If I'm going to watch season two, I'm going to just read the manga. I feel like the manga would make me enjoy it more. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And then I've been watching Berserk, the trilogy of movies. Ooh, those are good. Because Devin's never watched them, and I'm like, I got to put you on game first. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to show at least those because those are fucking insane. Yeah. Um, Although the... They use 3D in there, and I'm just like, oh my god. This I don't mind it, but fuck. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> Listen, yeah, well, I have a high tolerance for jank, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't, I have the third season of Attack on Titan sitting somewhere around. I think it's season three that I haven't finished. Um, but I just bought, like, the like the Blu-ray of it. Like, I have the like, Yeah, you the need Blu-ray to catch up, the, my boy. 
Um, you got about so, T minus three weeks or some shit. You gotta catch <laughs> up, my boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that show is obviously super amazing. Um, I actually started I haven't gotten watching the show. Speaking of really? shows, I actually started rewatching the show. I haven't gotten to the part that everyone or that you were saying was like a you know political uh, controversial kind of situation. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Once what Attack on Titan says Attack on Titan final season, that's when you know. Okay, this is where people started getting a little interesting, a little okay. Twitter debatey. To yeah, me yeah. personally, I think it's cool. The only thing okay. I don't like is like one panel in the ending. Like if they just took out like one panel. Yeah, in the ending, the story will be like a masterpiece from start to finish. You'll in see the con- in the manga or in the anime. In the manga, and that's what a lot of people's hopes are: is that in the anime they'll just be like, "We'll switch it yeah. up. We're gonna switch it up a right. little bit. We're right. not gonna do that." So, but I mean, okay. I don't. Um, I think they're gonna do the same thing because they've been uh, pretty faithful, one to one recreations. So I think they're gonna just do the same thing. I mean, the show is already fucking bonkers. Like, I just can't even. I was like, this is insane. Bro, you still haven't even seen anything. That's the crazy part. No, yeah. You still haven't seen anything. I haven't even expect, like, where it's gone. I'm like, I can't even... I didn't even think we would get this I mean, I'm not... Yeah, like, I'm not one to really, like, predict where, like... You know, like, I don't watch a movie, like, like, typically... Yeah, yeah. Like, typically, I'm not like, oh, that person does this. Oh, yeah, it's it's so obvious. Like, unless it's, like, really obvious, and that's when it's a really bad movie. But usually, I'm not trying to, like, predict, like, well, what are they going to do? Okay, that's... Okay, yeah. Like, I'm not that type of nigga, but, You're just watching, yeah. Yeah, I'm just watching and I'm really trying to be in it, and I usually am. But this this show, I'm just like, I don't even know like what narrative, to, like what do they go? I've never seen anything like this. What, <laughs> like, what's what, next? What could, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, I'm just like, what? Who? Okay, like yeah. So, um, there's that, and yeah, let's move into your your big story, your fucking thing that you have here. Yeah. Which I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this was a very boater topic to talk about because. Um, the Video Game History Foundation and the Software Preservation Network published a major new study, quote unquote, uh, that shows that 87% of classic, classic being defined as any game that came out before 2010. Wow. <laughs> so any game okay. before 2010, 87% of that, which is a lot of games, are in danger or out of print, aka you can't buy them in any way, shape, or form physically digitally and anywhere um and uh you either have to buy it like us or you have to fire it that's the only options and i was doing some math because i was i saw this article and it just got my brain just like fucking rambling uh for reference out of all of the back of the rack titles i'm gonna break it down by season and then also do consideration so for season one, I did not include like PC ports because okay. there's certain games like Alpha Alpha Protocol, for example, how we talked about that. That's not available on PC anymore. They right, delisted right. it or Second Sight that was on PC. And after we dropped the episode or like in between us, like playing Second Sight, they dropped the PC port of Second mm-hmm. Sight again on PC. But it was gone for like 15 years. Like it's just simple shit like that. So I didn't include PC ports, but. Season one, we only got Bladestorm, Final Fantasy XII, Resident Evil Six. Season two, we only have Fatal Frame. The only game is Fatal Frame, and even then, 
that's on the PS3 store. And I mean, there's a remake on the way as well, too. But once the PS3 store is gone, like, that's it. Season three is only No More Heroes and Parasite Eve. And same thing with Parasite Eve. If PS3 store closes down, you can't get it no more. Season four, it's the same situation. There's no games that we, like, so far, all the games that we have confirmed for, like, hey, we're going to play this next season. It's only two games that you can play. And out of all the games, for reference, we have 75 games on a giant-ass list of games that we're like, hey, we'll consider this one. This one may be good. Only 14 games you can buy legally. Well, well, I mean, we we have some of those games. Yeah, I mean, you you have to buy them, like, aftermarket. But, like, there's no way for you to, for example, if... Buy it new, like a digital copy. Yeah, so, for example, if for some reason, like, E.T., some dude gathers up all the copies of Eternal Poison Mm -hmm. and burns them all to a crisp, there's nothing we can do. If nobody backed up that game, like, there's no way for you to legally own any of these games. And I thought that was so interesting because we've played a lot of fucking games. And, like, just thinking about, like, the process of us buying the games and how that, like, it's kind of crazy to me to think about the fact that one of these days, all these games behind us are going to rot. Right. Right. And we're not going to be able to play them no more unless they were digital. Yeah, disc, disc rot. Yeah, disc rot, cartridges breaking from dust and mold. There's nothing stopping it. And yeah. it's kind of a sad fate. Because there's a lot of games like Crimson Tears. Stolen. Well, the same thing with our consoles, right? Like, those are going to... I mean, I just had to buy a second PS2. Oh, yeah, I'm on my third PS2, so... So it's just like, obviously, they're not making those anymore. Those they are probably going to get more expensive as time goes on. Like, we better learn how to fix a PS2 because (laughs) at some point... Yeah, and honestly, dude, the new one that I fucking got, the other day, I was pressing the power button, and it was just, like, dying on me. And now I'm like, did I fucking... Bro, for mine, the fucking display is, like, loose as fuck. It's like a hoe, bro. Like, this shit, like... I can't move my P like if I move my PlayStation 2 sometimes, like I'll be yeah. like, wait, where did my display go? And I have to go back there and like jerry rig it. Like I have to watch out for like certain cables over here. Cause if I mess up like moving move one the- cable, it'll move it and knock it out of place. And then it sometimes will get lost back there in a sea of cables and dust. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So we're fucked. Yeah. We're Basically, fucked. That's like essentially, we, yeah. That's what this, this, this is saying is we're fucked. This show will be a record of those games that people can't even play and we're saying yeah go buy this game it's a great, great to add to your collection go buy this game no- that's only going to skyrocket in price as it gets harder and harder to play this game naturally like um the xbox live video a lot of comments people were stating oh my favorite game is this game but those games weren't actually xbox live arcade games they were xbox live arcade indie games which was a separate mm. like or Xbox Live Arcade for Xbox Live Arcade games kind of sort of dig, whereas amateur people, they just pay a certain amount of money, put their games up on Xbox Live. All those games are gone. The only thing that we have is, like, one dude decided one day before it, like, got delisted to just do a scroll through. Not a playthrough, but just a scroll through of all the titles that's on the game. But that doesn't include all the games that got delisted before, all the games that got delisted in between or got published afterwards. Like, there's nothing. There's no record. There's no way we can play it. There's certain games on there that there's no gameplay for that people have fond memories of. Mm-hmm. 
that nobody will just know about. And that shit's kind of scary to think about. I mean, games have come, I mean, what, 50? It's been about 50 years of games. Yeah, the NES is 40 years old today. The the NES? Yeah, the NES is 40 years old at the time of recording this today. Yeah, and like, if you think about it, there was no way to conserve a lot of things in that way back then, you know, with cartridges. And there was, it's like they didn't have a sense or the technology to be like, we should probably start fucking saving uh, or backing up or creating some sort of like, yeah, like there was no thought of this. And now that games are kind of like film, like early days of film, a lot of it is just lost. Yeah, you know, and that's what Dis- the, uh, Disney. The study does mention that where it says that there's more games in danger of being lost than silent films, which is yeah, insane too. I mean, this is saying in danger of being lost or will be lost. Like these are already essentially as time as time moves forward. This, yeah, that's just gonna happen. Yeah, because there's, right? no there's no legal way to, way to do it. Um, like you could, like I mean, of course you could always pirate. I feel like every right. game has a ROM dump on some. You know what website you go to to get your ROMs. Like everybody has their site and everybody has their games. You can get them, but for certain yeah. like consoles, like I tried myself personally before Bomb Rush Cyberfunk came out to emulate Jet Set Radio Future. I it doesn't work. The emulator for Xbox just isn't up there like Dolphin or Wii or PSP and stuff like that. Game Boy, like I can't just up and download a xbox game and an xbox emulator and play it flawlessly like i could any other game and what about the games like that are specific to the ouya <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm ouya, ouya exclusives yeah like you know what I'm saying what if somebody's like i really fuck with that game but they can't play it no more because ouya is delisted ouya is who how many people had a ouya you know what i'm saying yeah how am i going to be able to get that game Nigga, that's insane when you think about it. Yeah. Fuck. That eventually... Hold on, let me turn it around real quick. That eventually layer on PS3 will be lost to time. Once all the disc fucking rot for layer, you won't be able to use the six-axis controller to control at 15 frames per second no more. Yeah, what is the actual, like, degradation period for... That's a great question. Like, how long before that starts to kick in? Like, I don't... That's a great question. Because a lot of people always say that, like, oh, I got disc rot. But I always feel like that's from the people that, like, have been collecting for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've moved them. They've been in boxes. They've been in storage, self-storages sometimes. Mm, I feel like like a lot of temperature. has yeah. fuck with them, yeah. What is the average? Yeah, hold on. They're not going to let me know nothing. They're talking about oxygen and sulfate rates and shit. Fifty to a hundred years. Oh, we're good. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be dead we'll be dead i'll maybe. be fucking dead i don't care fuck this yeah. conversation <laughs> Move on. i guess i guess i couldn't pass on our collection to our to my my son i wouldn't be able to do that because they would he, i mean some of them wouldn't work yeah i, I think like, about that fuck? a lot because that's my idea is once right. i'm done i can be like here son you can enter the main cave and you can play whatever you like you're mature enough 
right. play whatever you like. Just make sure you put it back in a fucking case. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's going to be scary when he's like, oh, man, I can't wait to play Persona 3 FES on PlayStation 2. And the fucking PlayStation 2 doesn't work or the fucking disc is rotting or some shit. Like, Yeah. Well, there's going to be a remake of some of these. But what I yeah. would, what's interesting, too, is like, you know, Mankind is pretty in. They're pretty like ingenious. So like I feel like at some point in the next, we'll say twenty years, there's gonna be someone to come up with some way for you to be like able to copy a disc or something and like renew yeah. it or so there's gonna be something. Someone's someone's always doing it. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah, someone will. And there already weird, is but. like consoles now that have like reprint cartridges. Right, and, right. Uh like consoles that are made specifically where it's like, oh, this is a Genesis, NES, SNES. Master system all built into one. You can just put whatever cartridge in, and it'll automatically switch to whatever console. Like built-in, yeah. like hardware-specific specifications, so you don't have to worry about going to fucking PlayStation or eBay to get a broken PlayStation Two. Somebody will just have one pre-built or something like that. So, do you? I don't know if you remember this, but there used to be this thing where you could take your old VHS. Um, like home tapes, like you know, home movies that you had, like on a VHS, you know, camcorder. You could take those to like a, a shop, like a pharmacy, and there would be like a conversion service. A oh, yes, yes, yes. They, we where they would that. put it onto like, so I feel like at some point we're gonna be old and it's gonna be like, I'm gonna take all my fucking PS2 games and get them converted to this new format, yeah, for safe, you know what I mean? And then we just keep the boxes and we're good. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the main thing that the um, that the study was talking about was just that like, there's no way at least to archive it as well too because of copyright laws. Yeah. Imagine like they use the idea of imagine if the Beatles Abbey Road, you could only listen to it on cassette like when it first came out. You couldn't right. you couldn't listen to it on vinyl. You couldn't listen to it on CD. You couldn't listen to it on DVD, MP3. That's the only way that you had it legally. And you couldn't support the artist. You couldn't support anything. You couldn't, if you didn't buy your cassette and your ugly ass cassette player, that's, that's it. And, but it's like movies, they get re-releases, remasters, DVDs. And I mean, gaming has moved towards a lot more remasters than we have been back in the day and collections like the Mega Man Battle Network collection that nobody thought was ever going to be released. This release compiling all those games or the, yeah. But those are going to come out more often, of course, in the future. But, like, certain games, like, they specifically state Yakuza. Like, Yakuza Mm -hmm. PS2 is in danger of being lost because they did technically remake Yakuza. But it's a completely different game. It's not the same game. Right. Right. So the original Yakuza, Yakuza Kiwami, that'll go on to live forever. People will know that as Yakuza 1, but nobody will remember the old weird PlayStation 2 fixed camera Yakuza back in the day and shit like that. I think that's an interesting dichotomy. Of, well, you're right. Yeah, we should remaster more games, but at the same time, no, we should <laughs> We should just make backwards right. compatible more accessible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in some way to, like, back them up, because... you. There, there will be a lot of remakes, but the originals still have a different charm, a different feel, you know? Yeah. And especially, it feels good. Especially doing this podcast, it does feel good to just sit down and 
Oh, apparently Blu-ray has a smaller lifespan. Oh, it only has 20 to 50 years. But anyway, by that time, they'll have Red Ray or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it feels nice to play the game on the original console. It feels nice to have that controller, that hardware, that ideas. Because you tried playing Musashi on a modern on a PlayStation 3. That shit did not work. Mm-mm. I tried. Which is kind of sad when you... I. I think we were, damn, that is, because we play some of these games, but, I mean, there's not really, a, there's not a huge guarantee we're going to even go back to some of these. Yeah, like, Batman know, like, and Tr- Terminator, both my discs are so broken that I had to emulate them for the podcast. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I it's okay, because I legally own the game, but. Yeah. I, I want to get a disc buffer. Me I too. get one of them. I'm going to give me a resurfacer. I'm going to figure this yeah. shit out, bro. Yeah, like, I want to, yeah, there's a couple of discs, because I. From what I've I found out recently that like buffing it actually does help. Like I don't know why I just thought it was like wiping away whatever, but like it does because the there's like a coat on top of or I guess depending on what side of the disc you're talking about, there's a coat, right? Yeah, and that coat can get scratched, you know, and but you that doesn't mean the disc the is out. Yeah, you got to yeah exactly, and then the data still is like really like within that coat so unless it's like a really deep fucking scratch you st- it's still salvageable yeah. so that was fascinating i was like oh shit okay cool cool so, yeah yeah that's fucking crazy yeah well 18 um, percent of back of the rag titles will be in danger of being lost so, so buy them up grab as them you all can. hot grab yeah. them all when we say pick up this game pick up this fucking game <laughs> get them all they're hot <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a couple of questions here. Let's do the that last one. What? So, me and Elise were talking about chemistry between people and what makes good chemistry. And she asked me, she's like, "Do you think you and Sandy have good chemistry?" Because I think someone said on, I think it was a comment that we had on one of our videos. They were like, "Oh yeah, you know, good chemistry. You know, great fucking content." And I was like. No, we don't. <laughs> but my main point was because chemistry, I feel like, is so, in, like, in, it's hard to really build good chemistry with someone that you've not met in person, you know? Because there's, like, with these videos, there's that delay that we have. Yeah. You know? There's an awkward delay of, like, you know, and, and you don't have that when you meet somebody in person and, like, get to talk. And like get the like you're standing there or sitting down and like it's different like this, you know. So it's hard for me to judge like, you know, how good the chemistry is. I mean, there's obviously yeah. a, a natural like, uh, like a natural boost which I feel like we would have. Good yeah, chemistry, the fact but... we've been doing this shit for almost three years. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. but I was just like, it's it's hard to say because I feel like chemistry really is about your physical interaction with someone, not like touching them, but like you in the same space. Yeah. And and that's when you can really tell, like, you know, how how does the conversation keep going and what are the jokes like and what like is there any like weird pauses because of XYZ or like, you know, like chemistry, like do you guys get each other and like like I don't know. So Yeah, because I really don't notice our chemistry until like post production. Like when we're actually editing, we're editing the podcast and I'm looking through it, I'm like, okay. I can see certain <laughs> moments and shit like that. Right. It's a very infamous yeah. one, but <laughs> but that's just, that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? I can agree with you so, on that. 
So, like, we... if you're thinking about, like, you know, let's say, I think about, we'll we'll take it back to the HPMP podcast. There's a lot of them, but there's maybe, maybe like four that are always there, right? Right. And they each kind of bring something new, but there's if you take out one of them, I've noticed that it's, the chemistry does start to sort of crumble in a some little way. bit. It feels more yeah. like you're just listening to a Discord call more than <laughs> yeah. you're listening to a podcast. I know exactly what you mean because there was, I think it was the four spoken episode mm-hmm. or this episode after that where I was like, they're all over the place right here. They, they ain't got it together. But then there's other episodes right. you listen to. You're like, wow, they was on top of shit this episode. That's just yeah. how it is. You know what I'm saying? I I listen to a couple podcasts like consistently. And there are a couple po- episodes where like main one that I listen to where I'm like, they're a bit hit or, hit or miss is Brilliant Idiots. Okay. What, a, what makes what makes their chemistry like bad? I mean, because, I mean, it's Andrew Schultz, uh, Charlemagne the God. They're both very eccentric. Oh, yeah. They're both yeah, very eccentric, yeah, yeah. like, you know, people. But, like, sometimes, you know, because it's not what just... What is it called? Um, Brilliant Idiots. Brilliant, okay. Because it's not just them, you know what I'm saying? It's not just them going off riffing against each other. There's also, like, you know, there's their producer, there's their engineer, there's their uh, his assistant, and, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, all these other okay. people that, like extra strenuously like come in that are like essentially part of the podcast but they're not like in the podcast and they like hop in and then it's just like sometimes it throws shit off a loop because it's like okay like a good example i will show you is they did a latest episode where it was one of the people i guess one of charlemagne's like folks they hopped on the podcast and like the whole podcast they talked about fucking dj academics and you could tell that like Charlemagne's like, all right. And then you can also tell that, like, Andrew's like, I'm going to just have fun with this. I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to just keep amping it. Like, he's yelling. He's, like, doing the most. Like, you could tell yeah. he's like, I need to be on comedian mode now because right, right. the content's not ro- rolling. You can just, you can tell it. And I think about that sometimes, too, with us. At least with us, we both have a very similar thought process. So yeah. it makes it a lot easier to be like, because a lot of times we finish each other's sentences in our head. And we go, yeah, you're right. That's exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. So Well, because I, I think about it often and I'm like, I, I was telling Elise, I was like, I think that Sandy is the, like the funny, quippy guy, you know, funny enough in real life. You're saying I'm the good cop the big... and you're the bad cop? Is that <laughs> yeah, what you're saying? In, in some sense. But in real life, I've always been typically like the funny and quippy like person. Yeah, like and I'm the, usually the the the, <laughs> the 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 stark person. You know what I'm saying? So that's weird. But on the podcast, we're the opposites. And I'll, yeah, it's it's yeah, you're right. Like it's super weird because like you take that role, and I'm usually not like I don't take a back seat, but I like am more straight because I feel like it's harder to joke for me because of my. Like, so much of how I joke and deliver is based on, like, cues of people physically in my space. Yeah. Where I can see, like, oh, shit. You're like, nigga, your leg twitching? What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can can kind of get, like, a feel of those things, right? But, like, like this, I'm just like, I... All my, I don't have any jokes. I can't... Yeah, you don't even know my legs are crisscross right now, do you? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, things like that, where I'm like, yeah, the roles are definitely switched. So, yeah, I, I don't know, like, just... Just kind of got me thinking about chemistry with people via podcasts and stuff. And um, I listen to Sacred Symbols, which is a PlayStation podcast. Um, 
and there was two guests. There's two people that hosted it at first. There was um, a dude named Colin, and then another one named Chris Raygun. And Colin is like very much the the like structured, organized, like more thoughtful um, person. And then Chris is just very like got to fit a joke in here. Very like whatever about things. Like a little bit more light. I gotta keep the entertainment going a little bit. Yeah, person. The dynamic made sense, but I also feel like their their chemistry was never particularly good. Like it never felt like they were friends to me. Yeah, and I feel like that's what what chemistry is. It's like, oh yeah, that's yeah. You could tell that they're friends. I think maybe that's where people get because it rolls off the tongue easier when you have chemistry. I feel like we have good chemistry because. Sometimes I can be the serious person and you'll be the jokey person. There's been a couple of times you've been the jo- even in this podcast, even yeah, in this episode. That's true. It's a couple of times you've been the jokey person. So, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we bounce it's, off it's, each other based on the situation yeah, the, and stuff like that. But we also like to have deep ass conversations. We be typing paragraphs to each other. Bro. <laughs> I don't even do that for my wife, bro. So, <laughs> so we really be we really be having a whole like essays that's back true. and forth like talking yeah. in the fucking text about like just stupid shit when we talk about fucking hot dogs you'd be like no nah, but th- sometimes you gotta grill it a little bit too black and then it'll get like this and well, you just be talking bro i think my answer was definitely just like an, i don't know if we had good chemistry but you're right because i do feel like you're my friend and i feel like we do have a good like a lot of good back and forth and i forget sometimes that like I forget my own age sometimes when I'm with you, and I feel Not like a lot. I be forgetting age. that you old as fuck. I be like, damn, you know, this nigga like 28 for real, for real. Which, <laughs> which I think is like a good. That's like that's kind of like a good thing, right? Yeah. Like That like I'm like I'm not constantly thinking like, oh, he's fucking too young. Like he wouldn't know, but like he's old, I feel like you're within shit. my yeah. I feel like you're within my age, or at least like wise enough and mature enough that we match each other's like energy on that level. Yeah, you know. But yeah, so I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Why to cry, um, bro? This shit is so beautiful, bro. <laughs> and it is crazy how much we do talk because even my own best friend that like used to live with me at this place, we don't even t- we bear- we just send each other like you know videos on Instagram. But like you and yeah. me have talked almost every day for three. That's true. Years. That's true. It because it do be hitting us sometimes where like we don't hit, hit each other up. Like it'll be like yeah. a two day period and we like you But good, I think nigga? about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it too. So I'm not, like at the end of it, like if it, it's a, if it's a full day that we haven't said anything to I'm like somebody will send some shit at like ten PM and be like yeah. All right, bro, you're just making sure you're good, bro. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. that's, <laughs> Other person yeah. messages back like five minutes later, like, Yeah, bro, I'm good. Okay, I'm just Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so interesting the way that works, but it's it's uh so i'm like damn no like yeah you're you're probably um yeah like my closest i would say closest and like best friend up to this point simply because we we're constantly talking i mean not that you're not that like you like you always have to be in some sort of communication with your you know closest or best friend but we know so much about about each other and yet we've never even like physically met in person yeah it do feel weird I know what you like mean. It's just, like, it's so... And we've, like, you know, we, like, share this hobby, and, like, we both like music, and it's just kind of wild, like, how much of that time has been spent talking to you through a screen for two... Three, is it two or three years? I don't even know anymore. How long have what we been... How the fuck do we start this shit, bro? I don't know, bro. 
Hold on. Because we also stopped for a year, so I yeah, guess. Cause we did st- yeah, because we did. Yeah, so technically that does put like a three big camper then. in like a lot of it. But yeah, it was essentially like three years. Like we should is- be on season four right now. Yeah, we should be. Like we should yeah. be on like episode three of season four, technically. Yep. Yeah. But you know, shit happens. You know, I, what I'm saying? Life, I don't even know. Life how happens, that works bro. Out. You know what I'm saying? Shit break. But, Niggas die. Shit happens, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah. I, I, sometimes you gotta just take a step back. All right. So next question. Um, let's do one more and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. I think I've sort of talked about this before, but. Are video games ultimately a waste of your inherent talent? You know, and should we be expected to play every game? Are video games a waste of our talent? Yeah, our inherent talent. So, like, I think about this because I'm, you know, I'm 30, and my 20s, I was playing a lot of games. There's, so I, I used to work at this place where I had, like, a rotating schedule. I would have, I would work four, I would work three 12-hour shifts, and then I would have, like... A, two days off and then work uh, another two days and then have three days off. So it was like that thing. So what I would do is I would go out one day and then hang out with people the next. And then that, that third day I would just fucking spend on video games. And sometimes I would just spend all three days on video games. If it was like a new launch, you know? And uh, I always think back, I'm like, man, I could have learned how to draw. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to learn how to, I could have gotten more comfortable with, you know. I could have learned uh, a language or some FL, shit. FL Studio. You know, I could have. Like, there's so many things. I'm like, damn. I don't know about fucking... that. Because, so, to be fair, if it wasn't for video games, I wouldn't have found out a lot of the talents that I had. Because as a kid, I used to draw because of video games. I used to draw, like, Sonic characters and shit. Mm-hmm. Then, because of video games like DJ Hero, I started making DJing. So, I started doing that. I started making music because of video games. So, like, I started doing that. Mm, making right. YouTube videos because of video games. Like, every skill that I have is kind of correlated to video games. So, right. I never really thought of it as, like, I'm wasting my time or talent. Because if it right, wasn't for right. video games, there's a lot of music. Like, I probably would be, like, one of those niggas that listen to, like... bro. somebody called it, like, pain music. You know, like that fucking, it's the piano that, ding, 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 yeah. and then like the fucking 808s drop, and then a nigga just start rapping like about Harmon Bros. Like that pain music. I would just probably listen to nothing but that and like Lil Dirt and like Future. I would not okay. like listen to Disclosure and Little Dragon or fucking oh, listen to okay. techno and Jungle because of the the sounds that I was hearing playing video games and playing DJ Hero and shit like that because it expanded my mind. Because yeah. seeing so much shit, I was able to go, oh, this is inspired by this. So let me go watch this. And then that led me to a rabbit hole. So a lot of my shit is low-key because of video games. I wouldn't be such a diverse person that I am today. But we should not play every game. I can say that with so a fact. That, so that is interesting because that might be, I mean, that might be a difference between our maybe talents and how we, di- I guess, discovered things. But yeah, video games for me have played like a similar role to like what you're talking about, where it was like almost inherent to my talent or to things that awakened my tastes and talents. Right. Um, specifically with like a game like let's say um, my taste in music with Musashi or the cinematic approach in Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, so I feel like with my talents, like wanting to like I've always wanted to draw, dude, and I I don't know if I told you this, but like. 
when I was working, I had this whole schedule where I would basically go home and draw for like an hour straight, do all these exercises on YouTube, and I was getting good. So yeah, I was doing that like every day for like three, four months, and it was like visual improvement. And I don't know why I stopped, but like I could have been fucking drawing some, some like anime, like le- like legit. Like I could have had that skill. Yeah, I was the same way. And, I was, and I, I was... stopped. I was like twenty one, maybe, maybe a little bit younger. I was the same way. My friend, he's he's still a drawer. He animates. He does all that shit now. He does like really good YouTube videos on like anime and shit like that. But I um. I just stopped drawing after a time because in eighth, like eighth grade was when I stopped drawing because I started focusing on DJing and music and Mm. stuff like that. And I would say my most successful times making music was the times when I would come home and just do nothing but FL studio from the time that I finished like my homework, like ninth grade time I finished my homework to the time like my dad would come in my room and play 2k so he would just come in the room and i would just be fucking doing house music or doing or djing just practicing nonstop. and from like ninth to 10th grade then i would say the second time was now (laughs) because we're kind of in the zone like every time we edit there's a there's a there's a spot you're going to see in nobody heroes that it's such a small little spot of like editing that i was like oh that's so cool (laughs) <laughs> and i'm just I'm curious like to see what like, it is. it's such a small little thing it's like i mean I, I there's a point where i like do the keys for the no more heroes melody and i play yeah. the melody to go with the key i was like oh my god it's okay so <laughs> yeah i'll have to i'll have to peep it but but um yeah so like yeah that's one thing but like you know i want to be a filmmaker so i could have been i read a lot of books uh when i was in my 20s and a lot about filmmaking but yeah I, I could have been doing more with that and like now i feel like i'm this age and it's i feel like i mean it's better late than never to start this kind of thing you know i want to pursue that dream and so like i have been to some degree especially like with doing youtube it's sort of helped me kind of get more comfortable with with certain things um but yeah, I don't know. I just feel I feel like a late bloomer is what it is, and so I I think about like, well, where was like, where did all my time go? And it's like I spent a lot just playing bullshit video games sometimes. Like yeah. I have like a hundred and twenty hours in like this game or that game, and I'm just like, damn, I could have really put that toward something, you know, that would have really you know helped. But yeah, I can definitely yeah. feel you on that because as I go to my Steam right now and let's sort by hours played and this is just on steam i have 300 hours in PUBG, 200 hours in brawlhalla 150 hours in risk of rain master duel elder scrolls nuclear yeah. throne like that's a lot of hours i could have spent really perfecting my crap like now like i wasn't thinking about doing shit like let me go to youtube and look up how to do this chord progression or yeah let me go to youtube or let me go read a book let me go learn guitar let me go like you said let me go watch some youtube videos on drawing and let me let me just spend an hour and just learn to draw like the the wear and thaw that i have now about education as composed to when i was being rebellious to education Right. Would have spent me a lot more time if I wasn't spending 300 hours playing PUBG. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I, I, I would play PUBG, lose a game, and be like, fuck it, I'm going to make a shitty-ass beat with a sample flip instead of yeah. let me learn Making- how to play piano <laughs> so I can make a flip or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Where And then I think it varies from person to person. I have always believed in myself to a certain degree. Like, I've been instilled this feeling that I could accomplish not anything that I wanted, but accomplish, like, a certain amount, right? right. That I could be... That I've always had this idea of myself that I could like do something big or like be known for something, you know. Maybe not like fucking Steven Spielberg or fucking, you know. Um, but you could like at least a have big, a Wikipedia page type shit. Yeah, some I've always felt that way about myself, you know. And so, and and people have told me that too, you know. And, and I just feel like sometimes I feel like I've squandered the potential, <laughs> you know, which is like it's kind of sad to admit, you know. But it's just like fuck. You know, I'm no, that's going not, on. Th- that's perfectly acceptable to admit. That's okay. You think so? Yeah. Because also, I feel like there's never really a time. Because when you hit, you hit. It's just like the lottery. You know what I'm saying? It's like a scam. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you yeah. hit, you hit. If you, if you start and, playing at 18 every day and you're 56 and you hit, you, you fucking hit. It just might have yeah. took you 46 years to hit, but you did it. And that's like the other like side of the coin where I'm like, well, there's people who are just fine playing games for a 100 hours and they don't really aspire to be anything else you know uh and sometimes i feel it's hard for me to enjoy spending my time like when i know that i've earned it like okay i edited this worked a little bit on this script you know went out and did this shoot now i'm home did some yard work i'm cool then yeah did some yeah and sometimes it's hard for me to even be like well now it's time to relax i'm like no that was your whole mentality when you were in your 20s where like you would do all this stuff and then yeah, and then just sit down and be like, well, I just, like, you know, it's my time to relax, you know? Yeah. And now I'm just like, ah, I just feel, I don't know, I just. I feel that same struggle, I, like, because, like you said, you you do everything that you need to do, like, responsibility-wise, and yeah. then you play a game. Instead, you could be making a beat. Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. You could be. This is why I like our our like whole show like our whole thing here because like you know we're putting something out there we're creating content it's a skill we're developing podcasting writing um and being more critical about you know video games it is a skill so i don't feel like the back of the rat game is like a waste but when i want to do my own thing you know i'm like well i because like, you can get good at a game right you can get really good at a game but those skills aren't going to transfer to anything else, really. And right. if you don't I go back to that game... DJ Hero or Beat Mania, but I'm not going to... You're not going to, like... Unless you're going to go to, like, the championship and, like, try to win, like, 100 grand or something. But, yeah, like, like, it's nothing you know, can really... It can't... Well, no, I'll rephrase that. Because DJ Hero did teach me some DJing skills that some niggas don't know. And I'd be doing <laughs> it, and people be like, hey, how you do that? And I'm like... What do you DJ mean? Hero. This is pretty. This is pretty basic. And they're like, "No, yeah. bro. Like, what the fuck did you do?" So, so there is some semblance to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Well, DJ Hero or like something like maybe Rock Band. You know. Yeah. You, 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 you get of, maybe a sense of rhythm. Yeah. You kind of yeah. get the idea of like you know. But um, let's say your favorite game. Let uh, fucking you've put a hundred hours into Devil May Cry Five. You know, and it's just like yeah, you can't take that. Yeah, it's just like, well, unless you're going to always play that game forever, you're not going to really do anything else with right. that skill, you know. That's true. But That's true. It it also just depends on the person. There's people that I've talked to about this that are just like, no, I mean, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine with my job. 
I'm getting paid well, and this is how I want to spend my time. And I don't think that I've wasted my time. I can just enjoy it, spending hundreds of hours in you know Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, whatever. And I'm just like, how? God, I feel like I, I, I lost. I lost that. I feel like I used to be like, yeah, cool. I had this mentality when I was in my 20s that I could, that I would have all this time. You know, and now like, you don't oh. have all this time because now you're thinking you're like, okay, once I like next step, like you're thinking about next same thing as me, like your five year plan, you have it mapped out, right? And you're like, okay, yeah. I know where I'm going to be in five years, and in five years, right. I'm not going to have that time. In five right, years, I'm exactly. going to be a father. <laughs> I'm going to be a homeowner. Like it's going to be like a lot of shit that I have to handle. Yeah, as a man of the house, that I'm not going to be able to have that time to be like. I'm going to just chill or I'm going to go to this open mic every Friday and Thursday or because that's what I used to do when I was 18. I would go to Boston, go to New York. Uh, we going to Richmond this week. I used to go to Richmond all the fucking time for open mics for no reason just to perform. <laughs> I'm paying a nigga $50 to sit there and perform in a crowd of like 20 niggas. But I had the ability, the luxury to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I was right. young. But now I can't just up and pay $50 and drive to Richmond, my wife would think I'm cheating on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, how it is, you know? No, that's exactly, like, yeah, you're, like, getting the point. And that's, like, maybe it's not a waste of time. Like, if you're enjoying your time with something, everybody deserves some free time to do whatever they want, to decompress, to, like, just kick back, you know? But there comes a point sometimes where I think of, like, how much time have I done that? And how much, like, now it's go time. Now I have to buy a house right. soon. Now I have to get married soon. Now I need to, you know, put more into my my filmmaking now. Now I you know, like to set these things up now because I didn't do enough when I was, you know, in my 20s where now I feel like I'm in a rush. And now it's hard for me to sit down and enjoy a game because they, all these things are on my mind. And I'm like, fuck, I could be fucking, you know, looking for a gig or something. I could be look. I could be working on a beat, you know, that might, you know, hit and, you know, get more subscribers to, you know, our, our channel. I, I could be, you know, fill up, creating more scripts, practice, like, there's so much I could be doing, you know, I could be networking, you know, yeah. I don't really have, so it's so hard just, just to like sit down and sometimes just be, that's why like when you were like, yeah, like I, I beat Silent Hill, I was like, damn, I wish. <laughs> Yeah, like, I wish I could sit down and just be but like, that's, I'm just gonna that's when game. I had an like you said, I had an off day. And I said, even I said it on Monday, I was like, no matter what, I'm playing nothing, doing nothing on Friday. I'm sitting here. I'm playing the game. I'm putting my phone on. Do not disturb. And I'm not doing nothing until I beat this game. I'm not leaving the house. And that's what I did. Yeah. And even now, my, my wife, they're all hanging out at some fucking bar or some shit. And they're like, hey, pull up. And I'm like, not till I finish this podcast. If right, I don't right, pull yeah. up, I don't pull up. I don't feel that way. Because, I mean, I do feel that way sometimes. Like, making, like, the back of the rack beat from Musashi. Mm -hmm. I've never done no shit like that. Like, I was, like, driven. But I think that's because both of us are creatively minded. Like, we both mm -hmm. have the same interests. We both like writing. We both like... both make music. We both like video games. We both like the style of content that we make. We both... Or on the same wavelength. So we push each other a lot. Like, I always ask you, hey, bro, can you look at my... Before I, like, record, I go, hey, bro, can you look at my script? Just look through it. Just 
be my editor for a second. Just look through, see if this looks good. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I might disagree mm-hmm. with you on some stuff and give you some pushback and be like, well, no, I, I thought about it this way. I thought about it this way. But you'll be like, hey, but what about this? We, But that allows us to... I feel like that's never happened. <laughs> that's definitely happened, bro. With the new... Has with it? The new, yeah, with the new Sandy Select where you were like, yeah, I mean, hey, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> that's oh, wait. Do. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, but I guess... But see, that's what I'm saying. With text messages, mm. that's, you know... Yeah, I guess it didn't be taken it. out of okay. context and shit like that, but you know. But hmm, okay, <laughs> you're like, hmm, yeah. So you didn't fuck with that, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I'm like, I don't remember ever like being like, oh, he didn't like that change. Or uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe no. I don't know. Maybe. And you think about that, and I'm like, well, you can't really judge your success. I've learned that a lot, especially with the proximity that I have to people that are like famous now that I kind of can't put myself in that shoe of like success because to me I was my most successful at 19 when I was DJing the show every week and performing and had my dreads hanging out and all this bullshit that was my most successful that was not successful at all to me now in hindsight I'm like I didn't market I didn't network I didn't like when I dropped my EPs I think I got like 10 downloads yeah I compared to the number of followers I had for the antics and all the other shit that I was doing on social media to try to get niggas to fuck with me. Like when I if I could go back in time now, I would do shit how I understand it now. But you don't have that know how. Like if you was to make films then you would look back at those films and be like, these are some shit. Right. But right. now that you have the you you have experience, you have ideas, you can use this YouTube channel to experiment with certain styles and Yeah ideas that you may have that you don't want to do into a full-fledged spend a couple thousand dollars to make this into a short film you can just do it here back of the rack that's kind of what i'm doing with our my, my videos where i'm like at first i was like i want to do reviews then i'm like i don't want to do reviews i just want to just talk about a genre then i was like i don't really want to talk about a genre i just want to talk about shit i remember and it's like right. next week i might not want to talk about shit i remember i might want to talk about coins well, yeah, and games or some shit <laughs> that's like a, a big part of it too like one of the things I think about is like you know accomplishments or legacies right and I think about it, I'm like this is back of the rack is might be the biggest thing that I well that we've done yeah most or, definitely you know like this establishing this and keeping it going and it's you know still growing and you know it's I feel like the back of the rack brand visually and everything, like it there's a strong brand to it you know and I feel like this is like a really this is just like the biggest thing that I've done where it's like there's we have a schedule we were you know committed you know um, we got a whole thing going and that'll keep and, you, you disciplined know. because once we move yeah. on to because like this that is check some new shit that we're working on Vendez Ponders some new shit we're working on the way that we've revamped every season we revamp the way that the show <laughs> fucking works like uh, eventually it's it's, it's, it's it's hitting now and like you said yeah. you say it every episode it's the fuel that keeps us going and i'm so <laughs> serious when i say every time i log on that youtube studio and i see a new comment or that little green yeah. thing i go i gotta go harder i gotta yeah. go harder and it's true and that's this is what this is for bro we can yeah. experiment creatively, like the beats. We can experiment yeah, making short films. We can experiment making big scripts. We can experiment making playthroughs. We literally have... I could drop the Raccoon City playthrough right now. I could chop that bitch out and drop it on the channel right now just to see how it goes. Because we have that ability to experiment. 
And that's that's that the best yeah, part about this. As friends, we can push each other. We both are creative. I could be like, hey, bro. That video you did was fucked up. <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't I like, like that, that shit. <laughs> Take it down. Take it down right, <laughs> right now. now <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a good way of looking at it for sure. I think I think I needed that like perspective. I really do feel this sense of like things have to happen now. Like I feel I, I'm I'm a very patient person. Like very patient. I've all of a sudden lost that, and I'm like, oh fuck, I need to get this done i need to do this now and, and like i'm running out of time like i don't want to be 40 and be like oh i still haven't done this like i don't even try you know or like i'm still you know what i mean like i'm, I'm still sh- struggling to do this like i didn't you know what broke the mode on that the fact that i was at the, my lowest point in life I, no i'd say my second lowest point in life because <laughs> i was i was depressed for a while back when i was like 18 but yeah. that break in between like seasons like just even having to write the message in the discord saying like hey shit not looking too good for me right now bro but stay with us and it's only yeah. three people in the discord for real for real <laughs> and the fact that I we came that. back we yeah. came back and we had the biggest episode the biggest growth biggest everything everything's just flowing the way that we thought it was going to flow before and it's doing right. exactly that nine months later that shit is that's the fuel like i'm saying that's the fuel to keep me going because it's i was the same way where i was like bro i should have spent eight if i knew all the shit i knew now when i was 18 i would be the biggest rapper in the world right now type shit biggest Mm. producer in the world type shit biggest youtuber in the world type shit yeah yeah yeah. none of that shit matters because when i hit i'm a hit that yeah that break really was a surprise especially that (laughs) musashi is not even like I couldn't find. I didn't. On I that thought game. Musashi was going to get forty plays, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, same thing. I was like, "There's, yeah, this is ain't no way this level. shit gonna get this much love." But even, I mean, yeah, and your video like did really good too. So it's just like, there's an appetite, and I think I worry too, just with YouTube being finicky as it is. Well, just that, like, you know, there's so many YouTubers now, right? Um, and there's only going to be more. Not everybody commits and continues, you know, but things are things might start to change like i think about like how maybe some an idea like this maybe would have like there maybe would have been a point where this would have took off more you know and now yeah earlier like if we did this in like 2019 yeah 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 yeah. like you know and now like so many people do maybe not exactly what we do but like you know gaming podcasts and all this so i wonder like okay what's the next shift gonna be like are people still gonna always like video essays you know, are people yeah, because always... that's really big right now. But yeah, back in the so day, it was like... skits and, and exactly, and yeah, pranks. yeah. So like, what's like the newest wave to like, you know, like what's gonna shift? It's gonna be, you know, like we, I don't know. Yeah, you know, and I guess no one will know, but like, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I think about the most. Like, to be more transparent with you guys, we have this whole document called the Master System that I changed the name to the schedule, but I should change it back to the Master System, and. Yeah, sure. I, I made this. It has like a calendar, so we know, like, okay, this is dropping this day. It's got all of our candidates. It's got back of the rag digital, which we only did one of, but it has a bunch of candidates. <laughs> it's got all my Sandy selects, uh, Bindes and stuff, and then like side videos. And then I look at that and I think about like, hmm, it's a lot of video ideas. But then it's also like, what if I don't want to do a video essay for this video? What if I want to? 
do like for example in this list we have sexuality and gaming what if i wanted to do like a cut video where i get a bunch of women and then show them a bunch of images and have them react to certain sexual themes and games and right. their ideas and talk about it and shit like that you know what i'm saying what if that's the idea i have for the video you never know right right that's the, but we have do we have the luxury of that that'd be a good idea to do like a cut video like that like get some of your homies or something and just like do like a whole round table or be yeah. like this character what you know what i mean what is this or like do something like a that'd be interesting yeah i mean yeah see look at this look at this spitballing right here all right guys we really appreciate it uh you know thank you for watching us it really does mean a lot um this video is probably a bit longer than we wanted it to be but we did this is our first status check and we hadn't done something like this in at least a couple months so we were catching up on a lot of things but um thanks for sticking around if you like this kind of video definitely like it share it um check out the normal back of the rack episodes by this time we'll probably have a couple episodes uh, out for season uh three um and there's also i'm sure by now there's probably at least four pieces of music five six pieces of music that we might have uh check those out and share those maybe you know put it on your tiktok do a little you know do thing little, to it do a little you know? to it you know yeah you know like maybe if you're an e-boy maybe do a little like don't do that don't do that or you know do <laughs> do whatever uh and then also we have uh, uh sonny selects and we have uh bendez ponders yeah. where we just talk philosophically about things or nostalgically about things in a more scripted way um those are shorter obviously non-podcast uh videos um but yeah hit us Hit us up on Discord. You know where that's at. Yeah, we have a TikTok as well. Back of the rack, uh, same as. Hit us up uh, on Twitter. We tweet every Twitter. four days. And then also Instagram, obviously. Uh, but yeah, thank you for watching, guys. We'll see you on the next status checks. Um, maybe we'll do a segment next time where we, maybe we can get some questions in from the comments on the video or something. Um, and that would be interesting because we did just come up with some questions towards the end here. But maybe you guys have questions for us on how we deal with certain things in games or in life or how we think about certain aspects of media just in general, you know. Um, so, yeah, let us know. Uh, and thank you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And goodbye. Ciao.